and welcome to episode 308 of the Awesome Comics Podcast, a place where the small press makes one hell of a big noise. I'm Vince Hunt, writer of MI666, and joining me as always are the creator of the webcomic Vanguard, Dan Butcher. Hello. And the windmill man, known as Tony Esmond. <laughs> I've come on holiday by mistake. <laughs> <laughs> but by the time you listen to this, I should be home. So you won't understand the full pain. I've made you go through it, you two, haven't I? The yeah. constant pictures of me soaked in the rain and things. Yeah, yeah. Grim beach. Looks like sink out in the post-apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've, even got, I've bought a pair of binoculars. I've been going birdwatching with all my mates. So, what? You know you're, you're staying in a windmill. Is it like fucking... <laughs> is it like Trumpton? You know when you step out, like Windy Mirror yeah. steps out and... You can't put your head out and look round because it's going to get knocked off. You have to wait for the thing to sweep round before you can step out. <laughs> oh god and every I, time I walk out I do a little fart and I look at the woman who works out with Windy Miller <laughs> are they going to welcome you back I'm not the easiest of guests no I've already uh, had a row with them about the time of dinner yeah, well I mean to be, honest, that off to be honest that was that's ridiculous yeah, silly, isn't it? Um, but then again, it's ridiculous. You go to a place that has almost almost, almost no signal, and just you can't get food from anywhere. It's the it's honestly. I feel like the rest of the world's died. There's no way you can go and get anything to eat. I'm sort of wandering around this village. Is that there's why you've got binoculars so you can just see yeah. if there's any sign of see civilization? Fucking... <laughs> well, I sent you the why, and it's something spotting. It's my new thing. Yeah. Is it yeah. going to be one of those holidays you kind of like pleased to get back home from? Like, oh, thank oh, fuck! Yeah, yeah. look. We're leaving there's a little my, bit early. Yeah, there's my front door. There's the fucking bed. Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah. Even the dog. Even the dog. Yeah. You're leaving early. Oh, that's a waste of... Yeah. Not, not a great sign, sign yeah. that, is it? Yeah. So yeah. Tony's away on holiday and he's still calling in to do this show. Because... Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> because um, apparently this is the slice of sanity that he needs. <laughs> ah, we've got a big one this week. We're very excited. Yeah. Yeah. We've done our research. <laughs> we yeah. planned this for the last... November, December, didn't we? But Is that what brought it up? Is it that yeah, don't do don't it? big out yeah. too much, just in case. We, <laughs> no. we, we don't want to oversell anything. Let's never oversell anything. No, no, no. <laughs> but we, the, the the idea came about. Like, let's do it when this come this thing is released, and then it wasn't released. Oh, yeah. that's right. The beginning yeah. is a very delicate time, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this week, <laughs> Dan will be quoting from it all. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to be um, talking talking a little bit about. Um, we we've touched. A, upon like sort of comic book adaptions and stuff before but we wanted to sort of um rather than look at like comics turn into movies etc we wanted to go the other way around and like some some movie franchises or like other other sort of big screen stuff that have then been turned into comic themed series and stuff so we're gonna have a bit of fun talking about that uh maybe ranting raving bigging them up um you know how we feel about we're going them. the other way, aren't we? We often talk about yeah. comics that become movies, but we're talking about yeah. movies that become comics. Yeah, mm. so that's going to be interesting, isn't it? There's a lot of questions there, aren't yeah. there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and of course, you know, the conversation is going to keep going. So so, jump in once this show's done on, online on the socials, etc. Um, but you know what always makes me feel social? It's reading comics on Comic House. <laughs> yes, because you did the I think yourself on that one. Because I know I'm not the only person doing it. Because there's there's loads. Of people with great taste checking out our lovely sponsor. Who I wonder are... if that's Sybil Danning comics on there that I read out to you earlier. It could be. I mean, to be yeah. to be fair though, Tony, Tony, you buy a million comics. I don't at the moment. There's none yeah. round here. Well, that's why <laughs> that's why you took a suitcase full 
with you. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there's more than a suitcase for Thank God for Comic House. On Comic You're House. On yep. Because they have thousands of, of comics on there now, uh, especially on their app. But for those that don't know, Comic House are an indie comic marketplace with a difference. They love indie comics um, as much as we do. And we talk about them every week. So if you go to comichouse.com, there's a huge selection of titles on the database. Creators can self-publish on that, uh, self-publish and just list their books on there, and it's another avenue to start selling your work. But they also have a brilliant digital app, which is being added to all the time. There's loads of great, different and varied and interesting comics on there from all genres, and it's being added to constantly. What's on there at the moment, Dan? We've got the uh, Gears miniseries on there, Jason and the Argonauts Kingdom of Hades, Hades miniseries. We've got uh, South of Bedlam, Little Death, uh, The Bizarre Adventures of Gilbert and Sullivan. Uh, slide over to the next page. Yeah, there's lots of new, not a number of new comics on this one. Uh, the Erotic Adventures of Space Babe 113. Oh, I like uh, the sound of that. <laughs> Chlorophyll, uh, Pumpernickel 1, Watching, original graphic novel there. Uh, we've got Sugar, Life as a Cat, The Voice of the Hall, The Bad Bad Place, Broke Down, and Four Dead Bodies, Volume 1, Issue 4. Uh, extra extra shitty stories and mm. of the same coin issue one so there's a whole myriad of titles that just I been honestly added. thought you were going to finish that list like about two minutes ago and it just kept yeah, going yeah I did as well it kept going yeah. didn't it that just one. Kept there's going. lots lots of yeah. stuff there's, lots the there. new, uh, there's a new comic coming on there this week isn't there yes Vanguard issue 19 yes. it's, good. it's already ready to be uploaded so that'll be uploaded sometime this week and you can check out the, the adventures of the Wolf's Head and Crew nice oh. one Oh, hang on, hang on. No, I thought it'd stop raining, it ain't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, then you've got a perfect excuse to uh, sit inside and read comics on Comic House, then. If you, want exactly. to find, if you want to find out more about it, it's uh, only £3 a month membership, um, and like I say, it's been added to all the time. Um, there's a 14-day free trial, so to find out more and get and just get stuck into loads of great indie comics, then check out ComicHouse.com. Mm. There you go. Now, obviously, you know, we're going to get stuck into some fun movie stuff, but there there was obviously a, a bit of news this week that I know, Dan, you wanted to talk a bit about. Yeah, it's, it's really uh, tragic news. Uh, Kentaro Mura, uh, for whom created uh, the Berserk series, he was born in 96, passed away uh, earlier this month in May. Uh, he's Berserk started in 1989, and he did oh, wow. it straight up until his passing earlier this month. And I think it had over like 50 million copies in circulation, making it like one of the biggest MAGA series of of his time. Uh, His impact, some of the work that says he had a big impact on his stuff, and you can see this if you ever read the comics, Fist of the North Star, uh, Violence Jack, uh, you've got the Paul Verhoeven films. He fucking loved uh, the the trio of Robocop, uh, Starship Troopers, and Total Recall. Uh, the Hellraiser series. There's a there's a series of characters in it called the God Hand, which look like they could have come straight out of Hellraiser. And he's a big fan of uh, MC Escher and Hieronymus Bosch, and oh, cool. a, lots of that you can see in these architecture where he draws. And there's always kind of like that story of how hard uh, those artists work uh, on the manga, and <clears throat> through his uh, books, he someone uh, annotated or gathered all these notes he'd put about like what he had how many days off he had had per year <clears throat> and i read a couple out just to kind of give you a kind of uh, an insight into how much the man was working 
I lost five pounds doing nothing. I wonder why. That was 1993. For the past two months, I've slept an average of less than four hours a night, 1993. I'll be 27 July. Looking back, it's been 27 years in comics. Is this why I want 1993? Since moving, my sleep has been less than four hours. I jumped forward a couple of years. Uh, My days off are half a day every two months. I haven't taken two consecutive days off in four years. I'm getting tired of it. Uh, This week, I've been able to get out and chocolate has become my precious food. I didn't get to see the cherry blossom uh, live this year either, and that was 2011. So here's a man who was just absolutely consumed by his work, and he was the sole sole creator, writer, artist on the series, as far as I'm aware. And, mate, it's just like, it just, I, I can only say, like, you, you've got to take care of yourself as a, an artist, and I'm not pushing any blame onto the men. Like, but... Uh, yeah puts it into perspective it does it does Uh, that's incredible man i mean i admire i I admire the japanese people for many things but their work ethic is definitely one of them but that's the next that's the next level that's just the next level i mean he i was reading like how he used to go into his works and like correct pixels after they were inked to make sure they're absolutely spot on and if you look at the kind of the workmanship that he puts out there's been people posting stuff so of other manga is is so detailed isn't it, it really i is. think that's why it takes yeah. so long for him to do put the books out is because it was uh he had to spend so long on the artwork and making sure it was done to a standard yeah uh but he kind of joins that list of creators that they had a, a project that they were working on and because yeah. they're passing that it's never never be realized and there's there's a there's a tragedy in the the yeah who uh, tried to write those characters and they're not them it yeah. was he was the creator on that. Like, <clears throat> if you passed, no one could write Hercules, uh, same with Vanguard or, or yourself into a red mask. Yeah. I feel like that's, that's the, the voice of them. Yeah, and there's a par- number of parallels these, these days, isn't there, in comics? And I think one of the main ones I always think of is the recent end of Slane. You know how I don't want anyone else to make it. No, yeah, I think it's the same. I don't think anyone else should make um, his comic. No, yeah, I don't think they could tell the 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 story because yeah. I've, I've misunderstood the story at times when I, I first started and I thought it was kind of like a, a one man revenge story, but then ultimately it changes into something where the the main character kind of the, the edge of kind of revenge and anger kind of softens off a little and he becomes like accepting of past traumas. And a lot of these characters have this thing where they've had past traumas and then you see them deal with them one way or another through the comic and how their character changes and evolves. And it's not a very happy or uh, an uplifting comic, I would say. But yeah, it's a fantastic work, work of it's art. It's dark. It's a very dark mm. comic. Very, very dark. Yeah. yeah, very adult themes. So I've already read the first one, which you got me to read. And uh, yeah. I, f- apart from the sort of the way the manga reads, I really, I was really blown away with the visuals. Yeah, yeah. And it's I mean, not, it's not what you think. And... Sorry, it's, it's not what you think in when you think of manga you think of this sort of almost like childish thing don't you but it's not it's it's quite the opposite it's a sort of it's almost like vertigo could vertigo does manga in a way isn't it for my, yeah my yeah i'd agree you know? it's, yeah. it's a, for a lot of people it's their one of their first introductions because it, when you see you start manga or, or anime i'd imagine like at some point someone would have jumped up and checked out berserk and think bloody hell this is this is quite yeah. a lot but uh they don't we never get around to doing that bloody show on the subject. But like, one day, uh, one day. Yeah, yeah. The, the kind of the level of kind of violence and stuff that they're willing to go to and the, the extremes they're willing to push. 
are like wow okay i remember working in waterstones god like 20 25 years ago and we had the books coming for the uh, battle royale remember that film oh, yeah. at yeah. the time yeah. and now it's translated from the man there was originally a fiction book then it became the manga and then they made the live action film and uh, i wondered how that went okay yeah, i had yeah. the books on uh, like the top shelves and that advised like young kids not to read them because it was fucking full-on like sex violence i was like this is this is a bit much <laughs> <laughs> did, did, did did he make a few quid over there being a movie of it was there a movie of it i'm guessing there must have been was they've it? done they did a uh, an animated series i think that was in the 80s or 90s and then they did another series of films called the the golden something arc and recently there was a 3d series but that wasn't very well liked okay uh so it's hard because it's one of those the, the style is so sort of entrenched with the character when you try and change it it yeah it was a bit like mm, does this really work mm. but yeah, so it's visually very iconic it's very there's nothing else like it is there yeah when you look at it and the, uh, is, the character's over. name is guts isn't he which yeah is, which is such a you never you never forget that name no yeah, such a visceral like... sort of guts <laughs> The yeah. Black Swordsman. Yeah, so it's an interesting one. I, I was reading up my. We've got my son. He's kind of getting into his anger, manga and anime. And we got him the. Uh, there's a magazine called Neo that comes out once a month. Right. Uh, does like all kind of like Eastern stuff. And I was reading about. Uh, you heard. Of that, I've mentioned it a couple of times, and Perch has mentioned it. The series Demon Slayer. Yes. Yeah. Very yeah it's real big. Yeah. yeah. And essentially, that popularity from what I was reading the articles and the the experts I was talking to. Uh, has gained prominence through uh, lockdown and the pandemic because the the comic and manga, the manga wasn't, excuse if I'm butchering the terms, but the, it wasn't particularly well known. It was read and liked, but it wasn't mm. like doing massive numbers. And when the series aired and everyone kind of like, they're sitting around watching this stuff, the fucking numbers for the books just went through the roof. Okay. And then when, yeah. and that impact, also the, the film this just recently come out and I think it's going to have limited screenings in the UK. That was one of the first films to come out when Japan came out of lockdown. Okay. So the numbers on it were like astronomical because everyone wanted to go back and this is the first one they saw. So really by like, it's a quality piece of work, but it's got a lot more exposure because of current circumstances. And I was reading that for, wow, this is fucking, we'd never have that over here. This wouldn't happen, would it? No. No, it's brilliant, man. Well, it's a shame. I'm, I'm more, more in. I must read it. I've got the first volume which I read that you sent me. I must, I must get back into it. I think there's yeah, some oversized hard, hardbacks on there of it. I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting. I'm slowly working my way through them. I've got uh, three, and I'm going to get four. They're like thirty quid, I think, but they're absolute chonky books. Right. Okay. Yeah, I might, I might it's give good, that a go. Yeah, it's a good way to get into it because I've, I was reading that. So, oh, this is good, and then it's sort of like it tells the backstory and once you hear the back you kind of get sucked into the backstory like bloody hell where's this gonna go unfortunately we'll never find out but <laughs> yeah <laughs> sadly yeah, yeah. so but, uh yeah so moving on from that yeah cool. but, but it's always a good time to discover a piece of work especially one like that because you, you do literally have to see it for yourselves folks, yeah it's fantastic it's, fantastic work yeah um yeah, so, so with that, we're, we're just going to um, jump straight in, shall we? Um, because, yeah. like we are saying, comics have a long tradition of big screen adaptions, or they have a long relationship with other mediums. Uh, I know TV's all the rage at the moment, but let's face it, we always used to talk about the movies. 
And but we're we're not going this week. We're not going to talk about it, just comic book heroes turning being turned into multi million dollar epics mm. that um, people will hashtag and talk about endlessly until your eyeballs bleed. Uh, it was but, a different time as well, wasn't it? Because yeah. when when a film came out, you wouldn't see that on VHS for bloody years. Yeah. Uh, as when I was younger, I'd eat up all the stuff like aliens. I want the alien comic because that's the only way to get more alien stuff. Yeah, I used to well, do the same with the novels as well. The novels and the comics. So there's a few. There was a few that always came out first, and there was Star Wars, uh, Star Trek, and stuff like even like Superman three. I think the first exposure I had to that was in a comic. Yeah. Um, and you used to be able to get them like that, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. So if you explain to someone now that you couldn't just look up a clip from a film that you really like or see yeah. pictures or high-res imagery. Yeah. I don't think they'd be able to sort of take that on. But then it was such a rarity to kind of have access oh, to this man. stuff. Yeah. You'd devour yeah. anything that came along. Yeah. So and a lot of the adaptions had photographs in them as well, didn't they? I don't yeah. want to get onto this, yeah. but they were in the back of them and stuff, didn't they? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So rather than talk about um, the superhero stuff, um, you know, from from comics to movies, we're going from movies to comics this week. Um, and sometimes it's... And not the movie adaptions, not just the straight up, here's a version of it. We're talking about like when you when you take these things and then you, you do an adaption, but sometimes it moves on to other things. And sometimes there's not even an adaption. Sometimes they'll just run into series just by themselves, um, which I know, for instance, Dark Horse Comics were a massive component of doing that for years and years and years. So we've we've each picked a particular franchise, because they are franchises, um, to to yep. sort of discuss, um, mm. and there's going to be some interesting things because it's interesting that you say that, Dan. Like you know, um, that you wanted to devour the Alien comics because you just wanted more Alien. Um, I have Alien's one of the better versions of it. I will say Alien isn't one of the one of the ones we're going to discuss. By the way, this isn't one of the choices. Um, but, but Aliens, I think sometimes was one of the better components of comic book um, franchises, just mm. being sort of maintained and stuff. I it's think. patchy, but there's some real high points on there. Yeah. 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 Um, and certainly there's been some decent recent stuff. Um, James Stoku's Dead Orbit and things like that, you know. Yeah. Um, and never some, mar- Marvel. Sorry. Yeah, no, no. Sometimes people just don't understand what they're doing with it. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. uh, like, I think we've all got fears with like what Marvel's going to do with the alien and stuff. Like, I don't, I don't really like, want to see uh, yeah. alien see versus Spider-Man fucking versus Wolverine. Alien. Yeah, 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 I don't yeah, see yeah, it. yeah, yeah. We've already had that. They've got the Brood. That's what they are. The yeah, the Brood, brood is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I get all right. Let's just kick off with my 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 one. Okay. Um, and to, to stay onto this sort of theme and the fact that we don't want to see all that, uh, my pick is uh, one of my favourite um, sort of. I hate the word franchise, but I'm probably going to keep using it throughout the whole whole episode. Um, is Predator um, one of my yeah. favorite films of all time? In, in my opinion, my my favorite sort of monster of all time, especially movie monster of all time. I think it's genius. Um, and I just Predator one and Predator. I'm I'm just all about it. Um, but I don't, and I've got a couple of Predator um, books here, uh, Dark Horse ones. For me personally. Um, the thing about this character as well is that I that I love, and I think movies play up this uh, play 
play to their strength, especially with, with if you take aliens as well, is the not knowing, is the unknown, is the um, where does that come? You know, the, so the yeah. the viewers like, oh well, where do they come from? What does mm. that look like? And I know a lot of this is all my opinion, by the way. I know every there's probably ninety five percent of people who are going to disagree with me here, um, but for me personally, I don't necessarily. I, I like hypothesizing. I don't necessarily want to see it. Uh, yes, and, totally agree. Totally there's, there's, agree. That's where comics and movies sometimes differ, don't they? Yeah, movies yeah. are almost better at having things in the shadows till the last mm. act. Yeah, where comics you kind of don't expect that, do you? I suppose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but you I'm, can. You can see a fleeting image in yeah. the they can control how long you see something for. On the page, they yeah. get, you don't have that. You can, I yeah. can look at that fucking comic page all day and all night for one. Yeah, I mean from yeah. a, from a visual perspective as well, because comics obviously are the visual medium. Um, and the Predator is something that it's obviously all based on vision. Never mind the the heat vision and all this nonsense and blah 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 blah. But one of the cool things about them is they turn invisible and you can't see them. Um, yeah. <laughs> So how do you make a Predator comic that keeps that... And that, that builds tension. That creates a massive amount of tension. The thing about the comics is they show them so much. that Like, so yeah. much. That yeah. I'm like... And, and sometimes, and I think this will probably go across the board with lots of these sort of franchises, um, I know the artists work their hardest, and I'm not knocking out anything, but it's a, diff- it's a difficult design to get right, and sometimes people don't have the chops to do it. No. I'm not naming names, but sometimes it just looks like it's, it's not really a creature or a design that can fit into your normal standard. Um, just say um, a DC house style. Do you know what I mean? If yeah. I was to say that sort of that sort of brand, it won't it won't necessarily work like that. It has like I've... odd proportions and yeah, just. I think you've With... got. It doesn't fit into the the, the house style format either. The twenty two okay. twenty page format is when you think about um, Predator one and two. How much screen time do you actually see the creature? You yeah. don't. It's barely on there. But yeah. if you've got a four issue mini, you're going to have to put the Predator in it every issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, the beautiful thing about movies is, is like you know those characters where. 75 minutes of the, of the movie someone's been talking about oh when this person turns up everyone's dead you know the, the reputation is built up so when this character finally reveals you know appears you're like oh fucking hell it's a mm. thing but comics have to you know also comics have to grab you immediately and if you're yeah. making I, I understand if you're making a predator comic people who are buying the predator comic want to see predators in their comics so you have to you can't have, you can't have three issues of an invisible character <laughs> Tell Out of the that. ones we yeah. picked, I, I and think on the cover. Uh, Predator's a, a tricky one because for me, there's what Predator has to say is said largely in the first film. Yeah. What yeah. can you what can you expand upon that isn't yeah. said? Like like you uh, you said, Vince, I, I don't want to know too much about the Predator backstory yeah. or yeah. And uh, Predator as as Two, start- I'm a massive fan of Predator Two, and Predator Two is one of yeah, those Predator great. more more the same. They sprinkled a little bit of what, where they, you know, some history or where they may have came from or how long they've been about. Yeah, they, did, they didn't give you enough. It was one of those. Yeah, here's enough to keep you thinking. Um, but now well, like, we, there was always the big wow moment whenever we went fucking out an alien head in the back yeah. of this. Yeah, movie. yeah, yeah. yeah. That oh, was the big moment. Wasn't yeah, it, you know? yeah. But we're we're now at a point that my favorite comic book monster uh, uh, movie monster of all time has no weight. I don't think in a lot of yeah. times because it's, it's cgi down. or even if it is 
and I love the man in the suit. It, I think it should always be the man in the suit. But because they have to show them all the time, they essentially just look like lumpy wrestlers moving about. Yeah. <laughs> which doesn't work. <laughs> and I'm looking at you, Aliens vs. Predator, because you're shit. Yeah. Um, they they also change him from being like yeah. the bad guy to being the, the anti-hero, which yeah. is kind of... Yeah. 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 There's the sense of honour that you have. I love that sort of system with this character that, you know... It, it, there's a samurai thing a yeah. bit going on isn't yeah. there yeah. there's yeah. a thought well, process it's... it's not one of those I'm just for instance an alien kills on instinct or you know even if it takes the bodies away for you know to be impregnated blah 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 blah. but it's more of an instinctual insectoid like creature a predator I mean, an alien is a, is, is a tiger on board a ship isn't it yeah, basically yeah. 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 whereas a predator is, is literally a big game hunter thinking and strategizing and you know um, and that's one of the things I love about it. Um, and comics yeah. have the ability to to do that really well. But I just think. Well, let me let me pose this. I've been I've been thinking a bit about this about mm-hmm. about comics and movies. Let me pose you this one, then Vince. Mm-hmm. When you see, because there's been a lot of fucking Predator comics now and there. Yeah, a lot of Predator movies. Never mind comics, but there's a lot of movie, a lot of comics. And I will now. I will so when, I will say this. I'm I'm ranting and raving. I haven't read most of them. Okay, well, that's going to be my yeah. question to you: is mm. what would make you buy one now? Would it be the fact that it's Predator, which kind of when I was a kid, when I was growing up, if I saw, you know, um, like I don't know, if I saw a movie character in a comic, I might buy it because of that, you know, Six Million Dollar Man, I'd buy it because I like the Six Million Dollar Man. But now I think, it, is it the same with you? Where it depends on the creative team, or I, th- I think probably the creative, the creative team would probably now. Especially where it is at the moment, even though I don't want those comics. But you know, if there was a creative team that was like, "Oh, oh," you know, Daniel Warren Johnson's doing what? Yeah, he's uh, got to be the go-to for me, man. Yeah, and he yeah, just, yeah. yeah. Um, Him or Harren? Imagine Harren doing it as well. Yeah, but, but for me, yeah. for this sort of franchise, um, what you have to get is—I mean, if you jump on board, you think, "Oh, yes, I'm doing Predator." You have to then take that and just go, "Brilliant, I'm doing Predator." Push the Predator to the side. And concentrate on the other on the characters. Oh man, it's an ensemble yeah. piece, isn't it? The, the 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 first two are great ensemble pieces. Yeah, yeah. great yeah. characters. And the second one, I love the characters in the second. Even the, the fact he's bouncing one, that fucking golf ball all the time makes yeah. me laugh. He yeah. starts yeah. as uh, it's an action film, an eighties action film, and then it becomes like horror thriller. Yeah, as yeah. like you, you the, get attached. And the first the one's like it's missing, it's yeah. missing an action with an alien in it. Yeah, yeah. and then yeah. the first, the second one's like more like a kind of like police crime. Yeah. Across police drama and runner, then it, maybe. yeah, yeah. And then dropped it into a gang goes war. off do you know what I mean yeah. drop, a, oh, drop an unstoppable yeah. alien into a gang war um, that whole bit at the beginning of Predator 2 when there's like the street shootout with the Colombian gang is fucking dynamite that's yeah. so good yeah. and it draws heavily on yeah. what I'm going to be talking about and but, but also yeah, I, I think with the first two and there's a certain law that is that is built up for instance they build up you know it, it has to be a, there's a heat wave or they're, they're drawn to warm places and then mm. you get something like predator cold war and then you're like why are they in the why are they in the arctic yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> or like you know aliens versus predator is like oh yeah, there's a pyramid under the ice fuck off although yeah, i will doesn't... say the aliens versus predator the original the original book which i've got in front of me now is one of my favorite graphic novels of all time I think it's one no, of the best. set on some kind of sort of far off world sort of ranch planet or something. Yes. Am I right in thinking that's yes. one? Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. And it, it does it right because it's like it's not. Um, it, Predator's normally based in a sort of modernish sort of you know contemporary sort of setting, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Um, aliens should never be that. 
should no. never be that. Yeah, I think you're right, man. Whereas yeah. the book literally does it. It'll make more sense if it's in the alien, you know, in the alien time. If that makes sense. I think but, Predator can be historical because doesn't yeah. he hand him a flintlock gun or something? He's I wouldn't. I don't, right. I've got no problem yeah. with that. You know. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, but that that story also just handled it very well, like the first Alien vs Predator, um, because they built up, like you say, this this planet, this desert planet where there's ranchers, and you had all these characters. So that when these characters were being picked off, you knew them a bit by the time they were picked off. That's the point, man. That's yeah. what makes a good horror film. You've got to yeah. know, you've got to know these people so you care about them. Yeah, and that's and, what they do in both those films, and that's what they should be doing in the comic. You yeah, know? yeah, there should be, and also um, what that. I mean, that particular story. I know I've, I'm merging into aliens a little bit here. I'm playing a bit fast and loose with the with the rules, um, but with that story as well, there is a sense of like, there's a horrible creature here on one side. There's a horrible creature here on the other side, and oh god, there's these poor humans in the in the middle, and they don't stand a fucking chance. There's that. There is that sense of like, yeah. It, there's all. <laughs> there's always this sense of like. The normal people, no matter even even if you're great commandos, they shouldn't stand a fucking chance. They should they shouldn't. No. But, but most of the time, like when I see some of these adaptions, they want to do the the quippy one-liners from the movies. They want to do the the flashy sort of you, you know last thing they say before they dispatch like the, the the enemy or you know, and they end just end up like beating the crap out of these <laughs> these predators. And I just think, no, these things would have fucking ripped your head off. Yeah, <laughs> just thinking, not yeah. even in the same fucking ballpark with him. Yeah, They're just yeah. And I think um, I'm I mean I'm getting on my fanboy soapbox a little bit, but I think it's because for me this particular Frank, this particular movie is close, to, very close to my heart. And you know, f- but for me, it's not done very well. I understand. Is there, is there an adaptation of the movie? Can you buy? If there is, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if there is, but it was like. You know, sometimes when you hear of adaptions that were made by someone called Square Comics or something in, in 1988, yeah. and you're like, "What the fuck?" I um, can't recall there being a, an adaptation no. of. Pretty, pretty, no, I'm you know. trying to think of one. Yeah, I can't think of it. Which is yeah. strange because they fuck, yeah. they did everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let me ask you this then. Okay, here's a question for you regarding Predator. Mm-hmm. You have you're forced to put it in a crossover in a comic, right? <laughs> yeah. Who who I've got I'm gonna go with mine first. Who what comic do you put the Predator in? Right? I'll let, I'll let you think while I give my answer. My answer would be Lone Wolf and Cub. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. That's oh, where that, I'd go with it. That would be an interesting one. <laughs> um I about you guys. Um the thing is, uh, my brain is all is doing like the fruit machine spinning through lots of things. Yeah, no, 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 Because I, I'm not yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm just not interested in seeing. Um, but they, think... That's what I'm saying. They force you yeah. to do it. So um, yeah. they say, like, here's, here's a million pounds. You got it. You got to put it in a comic. I would love to start a comic that had no reference to Predator in it. Any of the new, any any sort of like pre pre sort of sales, and it wouldn't mention the Predator, and it'd begin like a normal yeah. everyday comic, and then the murders would start, and you think, as a reader, you think, fucking hell, this is a bit like Predator. And then yeah. introduce it that way, so it's complete. Like the, the sort of comic no one in any marketing department would ever let you do. Yeah, that they would, would never let you do that. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's all like quite a crime story or something, and then the fucking predator turns up at the end of issue one or something. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I'm oh. doing like um, a Conan the Barbarian kind of story, and then yeah. fuck you now, look who's turned up. Yeah, no, I'd like that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's got to be more of a street level sort of a story, really, hasn't what it? About, if, if... What about Solomon Kane? Mind that? That'd be right. See, a, a yeah, historical that... one would be quite interesting. I think so. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I think. Um, I certainly, I, I know one that every time I see it, and I don't know how it's got sequels. Archie, <laughs> what? <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> well, he's had everything, hasn't he? Predator, Punisher. Uh, Punisher. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I just don't. I, you know, he's been a vampire. He's been a zombie. He's been a werewolf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all kind I mean, of I mean, yeah. you know, the Archie comics are a fucking they're. A, They've done Bear in mind, uh, it's a little shout out to Archie because we have reached out to the editor of yeah. the Archie comics. And, to come and, on, and, and they're a massive franchise, yeah. <laughs> but it was one of those when I read it, I was like, "What? Oh well, They've done, you uh, know, that's a nice event." And then they? it got a sequel. I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just a numbers game, man. Yeah, I mean, it does. Well. I mean, at the end of the day, but going that different way, going in that different direction, sometimes you sometimes you hit gold, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just sometimes, the absurdity yeah. of fucking doing yeah. it. Like, this is nuts. Yeah, yeah sometimes, sometimes people are like want yeah. to go see it just for that. Yeah, and pe- people get on the the right wavelength for it and do it well. I, I think it's um, I don't know it. The problem I have with these sort of things is like such and such versus predator. Is they always seem to be a, a very much a, a spotlight on the whoever is facing the predator. Do you know what yeah. I mean? The, the character is always like, "Oh, I'm a massive fan of Batman, so I know he'd be able to beat the predator quite easily." And it's like, "Oh, well, you, they don't necessarily give love to the character, to the, yeah, to the person like who's Batman the second half of the predator. verses. The second half but of that's the verses. That's why the X Men ain't going to work. Yeah. That's why yeah. the X Men ain't going to work with Predator because they've already done it with the Brood. They've already got already mm. laid eggs in Storm, yeah. or whatever yeah. fucking happened that time, you yeah. know." It's all yeah. done. Yeah. And even if you think of other ones, like, you know, I just think, oh, Hellboy. And my, one of my things was like, Hellboy. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't, I can't see it working. And and it's because it has those, when you when you choose a, like a title sort of character, you're immediately thinking of, you know, the legacy of that character. And so many times the Predator is brought in to be a foil rather than yeah. sharing the credit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think, I think in many we... ways the predator is just is just a story yeah. technique as opposed to a person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why for me, yeah. like the aliens and predator, the first book worked because they were both on the same level, and then they put they built the story on top of that. But as soon yeah, as you've got you... to build it on top of the humans in the middle yeah. of it, yeah. You? As soon yeah. as you put Superman versus aliens or Superman versus predator or Judge Dredd versus predator or whatever, it's unbalanced. It's completely unbalanced uh, because also. The readers that come into this, um, if you're a Judge Dredd fan, if you're a huge Judge Dredd fan and you're going to buy Judge Dredd versus Predator, you don't want to see Judge Dredd get a run for his money necessarily against his alien that you don't really care about. So it's always angled yeah. more. There's only sort of one Judge Dredd and there's many Predators and many aliens. So Ex- you know you know exactly. where that fucking comet's going. Exactly. Yeah, straight into the pockets of Rebellion from the Senate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So... Um, you know, it, I'm partially. You know, I don't. I've been very, um, very much like, oh, I'm not interested in it. Part of me, I've got my eye on what the what they're going to do with these franchises, with the Predator franchise in the future. I won't. I'm not going to necessarily buy it. I'm not going to buy it probably, unless it just blows my mind. But re- keep an eye on it, though. I'll keep an what eye. Right, on what right, Vince? What right would you like to see do it? <clears throat> um, Rick Remender. Yeah, he's good, yeah. solid, isn't he? Yeah. Um, or I think Cullen Bunn would be a 
do a really fucking good one. But that's because Aaron's another good one. Isn't he? Yeah, Aaron's yeah. a good one. Someone, someone that's um, not afraid to handle sort of quite a dark, dark tale. But like you say, I, th- I think a gritty um, crime story. Do you know what I mean? Like a, it is probably the way to go, rather than mm. rather than big powers versus big powers. Yeah, it's a weird one, isn't it? I, I mean. If you really go, I mean, it's comics, isn't it? It's not movies, it's comics. Yeah. That's the thing we keep telling ourselves, don't we? It's comics. So, how far do you go with that? I mean, do you do a, I was trying to think, what do you do? A Hernandez Brothers Predator yeah. story. Yeah. You know, I'd yeah. read the fuck I mean, out of it, but, if, it, you know, it wouldn't yeah. be the Predator. If I was going to, yeah. if I was going to pitch, um, just off, the, Klaus. Just, off <laughs> the top, just, just off the top of my head now, pitch a story, pitch a comic that would never be made. Um, and it's it's predator versus someone. It would just be a predator. But I would. <laughs> this is going to sound crazy. I would uh, pit uh, Craven the Hunter versus a predator. Yeah. So, so it's, it's Hunter versus Hunter. Hunt. Yeah. And yeah. they're against each other in the you know, and it's in the Savage Land. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Some, something like that. Yeah. There's got to be something yeah. like that. Um, and then you can. So they both up. go after the same prey, but then that prey gets them eliminated. Then they realise. Yeah. All the all the going after all they're going after the same thing. And yeah. this this thing that they're going after is is the main person of the fucking book, and mm. then they're trying to survive as two things are coming against each other. Do you know what I mean? But like I say, it, yeah. that, that's I the sort of story do. that you'd never be able to sell to anyone because there'd be no money in it. Are you aware of the comic Black Diamond, which was Sybil Danning's comic? <laughs> I would do. Oh, um, classic! Predator yeah. Predator meets Black Diamond, and it's just about aliens boning. Yeah. <laughs> I would read that. Yeah, yeah, me too. I, I think you know. Um, I think this franchise is um, probably highlights how often comics have done the verses as well. I mean, that's, yeah. that's done um, the whole gambit of good ones and bad ones. To, 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 ones. Yeah. yeah, and to segue us probably onto Dan's would be quite nicely because um, yeah. because out of all of our, out of all the titles we, we're talking about, Predator would be the one I'd like to write least. Because I fuck knows what I'd do with it. I've, I've got no ideas what I I'd do. Like with to, the I would like to write one. But it would be, it wouldn't it would probably be fairly generic and something you know it would be a predator story just is set somewhere else it's something something unique. I'd do it yeah. as a YA teen romance book. Oh, yeah, lovely! <laughs> oh no, fucking hell! Predator's daughter. No, yeah, I, I tell you what, tubby, do a fucking you know. pirate story. I bet they already have. The, the listeners are probably shouting yeah, us, we'll but, but, but in the films they tried to introduce that like civil war thing, and it's like no, don't do this. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, no. the, the alien the predators bring in a suit to earth yeah. so that humans can that, fuck off that's just yeah. awful <laughs> yeah it's an awful idea yeah yeah i think it's uh i think it's a good idea that dan goes next because dan and i are going to just launch into like, to lots town. of quotes yeah. go to town yeah. the last one um yeah, yeah. but they're, they're, like predator is a franchise that's obviously um for me being the victim of the versus thing um uh, versus uh, of a title character, and there's one particular character, like the dancer talk about now, which is a title character. Um, and they've had a few crossovers as well. Include uh, Terminator was a versus, wasn't it? That didn't. Happen. Yeah, yeah. talking about. I, I don't think. I don't. I think. I think um, it's been watered down. Your choice, Vince. I think Predator has been so watered down yeah. over the years. Yeah, people it's are lost a bit cynical, in, yeah. but I think. I think so. Yeah, but I think. Dan's is still something I'm like, oh, okay, you know. I, but, I, I think you know. obviously it's 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 no surprise. Dan's is Robocop. Robocop. Yeah. Um, do you think? Um, do you think? <laughs> yeah. Do you think um, Robocop has more um, potential in it due to the satirical nature of the content? 
there's a tragic quality as well as yeah there? i yeah. think so i think so i think there's areas to be explored with it i mean i've got to hold my hand David. i haven't read uh robocop versus terminator but after reading a brief synopsis i was like that sounds really interesting the the idea oh, okay. about that have you guys read that no i haven't no, read it no no i haven't well essentially it's the fact that uh they're set in the story they're set in the same universe and there's going to be like the uh the robot kind of uh, genocide of humanity, uh, Judgment Day, and Robocop's a key link in that in bringing that about. So the resistance of the future send back a human to take out Robocop, and Skynet sends back a Terminator to stop the human from killing Robocop, and then uh, that the story goes yeah, from there. That's interesting. Yeah, so that's kind of like turning the formula on its head a bit. Where, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so obviously there's a lot to play out with that because obviously with he kind of straddles the two. Of being both uh. man and machine, <laughs> but all cop. <laughs> <laughs> One of the best posters of all time. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you, I've got two two comics of Robo to talk about, and then we can kind of go into the the, the subject more briefly. Mm. Tony recently gifted me the first issue because I was on the hunt for it. Oh yeah. I, yeah, I was. It came out in eighty seven. Uh, the comic, I think it was 87. Let me have a quick look. 88. I was 11 years old and I was fucking all about Robocop. I'd seen Robocop on a shady VHS that you could barely watch because the interference <laughs> was so bad. So I was just eating up and I was down my nan and granddad's and my nan took me down to the corner shop, wherever. And I saw Marvel's Robocop, the movie special, and like flipped my shit. And like she got it for me and I, I read it through and kind of filled in the gaps of what the uh the film kind of left out i say that but it's an absolutely toothless adaptation of the film <laughs> it's uh written by bob harris uh pencilers alan kupperberg and javier solteres oh, inked... he's a good guy yeah i like his tony stuff. inked by tony D- uh, zanuga letters yeah. by austin mass and editor is michael higgins and essentially it's the film but with all the edges filed off the, the right. same story there's no kind of swearing. The violence is kind of essentially what you'd find in a, a Marvel's Marvel comic that you do for not kids, but uh, the lightnesses are there on some characters. On the the cover is done by Mark's Textera. And I wondered. I asked you if it was Textera, and I think I must have guessed that from the, just the cover. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a question I've got written down, D. I don't know if you want to talk about it now. Is how much is it important to you? The lightnesses. I mean, it's it's a difficult one, isn't it? When you're in adapting a movie, it's kind of it is. Yeah, I mean, this. Uh, I don't know how much it was at the time, but like the the Robocop in the comic is not kind of spot on movie perfect, but it's good enough to know that this is that that's the character, and right. yeah. the artist has done a, a good enough job to sort of like, okay, this is it. Like, there's a sequence where he's firing his gun, and it's like, well, that's not the Auto Nine. You're not. I don't know where you've where you're getting that from. That bit. Okay. But uh, it, it's one thing's interesting. I've reread this. At the end of the comic, there was a scene that they cut out of the film originally. And after Murphy goes out the boardroom and like the old man says, oh, nice shooting someone's your name. And he says, Murphy, there's a sequence that cuts to uh, Anne Lewis, his partner, who was shot by uh, Clarence at the, the finale. And she gets interviewed by the like the Channel 9 news team, whatever the news channel was, to make sure she's OK. And she says oh yeah i'm fine and every cop knows if you can't take the heat you stay out of the kitchen which is a line referenced earlier from 
what's his name? Dick Jones says it. Yeah. He says oh, every right. every every cop knows you can't take heat out of the kitchen. And it cuts to like another news story where you know the guy throughout the film who says, I'd buy that for a dollar. Yeah. He gets arrested uh for like child sex crimes or something really? like that. Yeah, at the end of the film. It's like it's a news story that it cuts away to that's he's been arrested for like Oh, I forgot sex, sexual misconduct. No, but that that was filmed, but never put in. I oh think right, like, yeah, okay. It was never in the film, but like it was either in the screenplay or they filmed it and it was never read. I can't remember. So if got access to an early copy of it or something. You mean? Yeah, that's what I wondered. Yeah. Did they get to like the Alien comic? What you and Dave Kennedy talked about. Did they yeah. get to see an early cut, or did they, they were flown the screenplay? The, they were flown to the states, weren't they, to look at an early version of it they were flown to the studio and they saw because there's this big debate in the alien one about this box alien isn't there? yeah they claim they saw it and they claim it was never filmed but yeah i wonder because there's, there's the star wars thing was a bit like that wasn't it um didn't shaking only i don't know how much of it shaking actually saw you know right okay so you might have seen some but not all and maybe yeah, saw a cut that wasn't because they would be keen to get it out at the same time wouldn't they yeah yeah it's interesting. Yeah, I, I can understand why they they make the change and change the ending because with the last line of Murphy, obviously you want to know that Anne Lewis is okay, but uh, yeah, it, it kind of. I mean, how much of the original dialogue do you want in adaptions, guys? Is it? Are you? Would you rather it was all the original dialogue, or are you quite happy for it to sort of stray off? Uh, I mean, for, for me, um, some dialogue only works on the screen, and some dialogue yeah. only works yeah. on the page. Uh, yeah, there's there's certain comic book dialogue which you just read and you just think, oh, that is so good. Yeah, um, but when bitches when... be gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, some of that stuff has to like those kind of phrases and uh, dead or alive, you come with me. Got to be in it. But all the other stuff that kind of gets the story along from A to B, it's going to be different from the film. But it has to be because you're translating an hour and a half film into a a comic special. Yeah, you know I mean? that's the thing, isn't it? The you, you're, you're taking you're taking a moving image of people walking and talking into, and you're putting it into a you know comic of yeah. images, aren't you? There, there's yeah. got to be a difference, isn't there? Yeah. There's one line going back to sort of a Predator Cold War, which I, I picked off my shelf. Um, and towards the end, when of course the the ship is blown up, um, an explosive is kicked into it naturally, and it blows up in the sky. And one of the characters goes, "Yeah, that's what you get for driving an import." Yeah, I, I didn't laugh either. <laughs> I, I I looked at it and just thought, "Oh fuck off." Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's one of those things that who knows if it was on the big screen and timed right, maybe it might have worked. Maybe it worked. But yeah, humour doesn't work quite the same way in no. comics as it. No. Yeah, no, yeah, um, yeah. And I think some people um, try to write a movie when, especially with these ad- adaptions, they try to write a movie script on the comic page when sometimes they should be just writing a comic version of these characters. Um, yeah. You know. And I, I, my um, first experience with Robocop, um, apart from um, the, the awesome poster, uh, my older brother seeing it and just ranting and raving and talking about how awesome it is. And when you're a kid, the first thing you hear about is the toxic waste man over yeah. and over. Um, which, when I was a kid, I was like, oh, God, that sounds awful. Um, now I fucking love it, um, but but for me, I was always intrigued by it. I had the um, the the book adaption, the novel adaption, which is nice. which is very. Uh, I don't know where that is now. That's got lost to time. 
but in terms of comics and before i even saw the film i kind of knew robocop and liked the comics because it was um i think it was a it was a printed strip i think yes i know what it is i've talked about them several times before the um the punisher weekly comics where they were basically yes. re- they were reprinting the punisher um yep. comics uh for the uk or uh, market there was loads of them they were they were great and of course with the uk comics you had the main strip and then they had a backup strip didn't they and they had robocop in there yeah. do you remember that, that yeah i remember that yeah i think was it an adaption of the movie i or? think it started with an adaption of the movie it was definitely yeah. definitely right. started with an adaption of the movie and i think it was that classic sort of um the comic as well that you have the the first page of it has the vertical strip down the left hand side with the with the character do you know what i mean that was almost like the the banner G.I. Mm. Uh, Joe used to do the same sort of thing, didn't it? It had like a vertical yep. sort of banner down the side of the first page. Yeah, and that was Robocop every time. And it just used to... Yeah, I, I've just churned through that. And that was great. Yeah, so my first sort of experience with Robocop was the comic book. But I didn't touch any other comic books afterwards. Um, Where was it originally published? Do you know, Dan? Was it It was it Marvel? I'm guessing the, it was Yeah, Marvel. it the was. Marvel, I think the, they did... Yeah, the Marvel must have special. done the movie. Which was the movie adaptation. Yeah. So it was a super special, was it? One of those. Well, the UK, I know in the UK we've got this oversized, it's like an A4 edition, but you can tell that's been reformatted. But I I think they just did like a a special, like. Like a comic size one? Yeah, comic size one. Oh, okay. Right. I get you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know who the artist was for it, but um, one of the things about like the uh, Robocop in the comics that I think some some people who make these comics forget about god I'm going to be the negative Nancy am I on, on, the, on this episode is I've seen like panels where he's jumping about yeah you know, or he's diving yeah. to the left or the right and I'm like he what? can barely move most he can barely <laughs> move yeah <laughs> trouble is like that, that kind of like the, the, the look and the movement cannot be replicated and uh, it, it would essentially just be a series of still images of the character with yeah. no movement in it because it's so little it's a tough one yeah yeah um just just so just so we know i just looked at marvel comics had it from 1987 to 1992 okay they, they had it and i believe dark horse then picked it up afterwards i've tried to read some of the the, the early marvel ones and it just i don't get it i don't like uh, beyond that origin story which i kind of like i look at with yeah. rose tinted glasses the other one uh, uh, yeah, it's kind of like Robocop with all the elements that make Robocop stripped out. There's no satire. <laughs> there's no violence, over the top violence. Uh, there's no d- dark humor and throughout. And you're kind of like, well, yeah. if you strip all that away, it's kind of. Yeah. The first 10 issue, I've I, I just literally, I'm just reading this from a, a Den of Geek article that I was, because I just thought, where, where was it? Um, mm. And certainly um, after the adaption several years later they would re-release the the adaption in color as a setup for a new robocop ongoing series which lasted for 23 issues the longest of any robocop run um run these days but the first 10 issues are by alan grant okay Um, yeah um uh issue 11 is a very strong filling story by evan skolnick and issues 12 to 23 are by simon Furman. Most, oh, okay. most oh, of the okay. art is by yeah. Lee Sullivan, with later issues done by Herb Trimpey and Andrew Wildman. Oh, nice. Love Trimpey. It's got some fucking talent yeah. on it, then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think... 
Yeah, it says here the Alan Grant starts a little off model with from the first page when we see a street punk riding a hovering motorcycle. Yeah, you know, which is not way off base. It's, uh... mm. <laughs> but it's weird they they did a lot with the eighties, like they did these kind of adult films, and then kind of tried to make them kid friendly. Like they did that with Rambo, they did that with Robocop. Yeah, yeah, Robo- uh, yeah Robocop. Mean... Yeah, an- animated series. So if you look on YouTube, animated series of like Robocop. Or, it's or like Rambo. Robocop and the Alpha Commandos. They did. Like, they, I mean, <laughs> I don't want to spoil it with Tony's ones, but they brought figures out, and my older cousins had them. And I was like, "What the hell is this film? This sounds great." But like, if you had taken me to see that film at the age I was at, I would not have got that at all. I probably would have disliked it, to be honest. It would have yeah. alienated me because we'll come to that later. Okay. Cool. Uh, I wanted to quickly touch on. So Frank Miller did. Uh, He's got his book, which is the adaptation of his screenplay for Robocop 2. And which, he's also in the movie, isn't he? Yeah, he's in the movie. He's like under his name, Frank, in Robocop 2. He's a scientist, Robocop isn't he, or something? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's sort of making the drugs in the, the Kane's drug lab, and he, he gets blown up. But uh, he came away very disillusioned. I think he, he went into Hollywood as like a young man, so right, I'm going to do the write the sequel to Robocop and this is what it is. And the studio just looked at him for no way, no fucking way are we making a film out of this. I think they said that it was deemed unfilmable by the studio. And essentially <laughs> they, they broke it up and put elements of it in three and took out a lot. Like that whole stuff with Kane and the drug nuke, that's not in his, uh, the original work. As far as I can tell, that was all kind of like jammed in there to kind of bring in the, the actual Robocop two character. Originally, mm. it's called Robocop 2 because there is Robocop 2 in it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the, the second book we're talking about is the, the adaptation uh, by Avatar Press of Frank Miller's screenplay for the original Robocop 2. Uh, it was adapted by Stephen Grant, and the artwork is by Jean Jose Rip, which I've talked about before with this guy. Yeah. He done I like some, his stuff. I like yeah. it. Yeah. What was that series? He's done stuff with Warren Ellis, uh, Black Summer. Yeah, and Black he, Summer, yeah. No Hero. He did some Cross, didn't he, as well, I think. He did some Cross, yeah. detail sort of stuff, isn't he? Yeah, I, yeah. I would say... He Wolverine at one point, yeah. Okay. He's like uh, Jeff Darrow-like in some respects. Yeah. I don't think he's got the same level of craftsmanship. Yeah. Or it's a different level. I don't want to disrespect the man. Yeah. But, uh, he, he, he feels more like a sort of uh, like a Jason Burroughs kind of. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know the yeah. The, yeah, oh, very much so, yeah. 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 With uh, an Jeff av- Dar- an Avatar creator. Yeah. yeah. yeah basically. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, kind of. This is published by Avatar, and like obviously this is fucking. It's got no holds barred, as in, it's. This is essentially in the same vein as the the film, and, uh, the first film, and uh, it's. Essentially, the, the second and third film combined, you get the, the big Robocop 2, you got the, the Johnny Rehab characters, which are going around uh, trying to force out the citizens of uh, old Detroit to make way for Delta City, and they're doing it completely illegally. There's the police strike still ongoing from the first film. There's absolutely no police. Right. Like the, the, the streets are an absolute war zone, and the only police officer, apart from uh, his partner, is Robocop working the streets, and Anne Lewis. And he's pushed himself so much he's breaking down like physically leaking fluid he hasn't slept in 72 72 hours because even though he is yeah (laughs) he's a he is a cyborg and he does have like uh 
a brain and and sort of human components to him and he's literally driving around the streets shooting people out of his car because he can't stop because it's just so fucking mental on the streets it's like a war they there's elements where they, they breaking down these tenement buildings and when the kids are coming out they're being captured and sold into slavery or sold into like uh families who don't have kids and it's like whoa fuck me uh <laughs> essentially the the story kind of continues where Robo, I think Frank Miller understands Robocop. When Robocop one is like Murphy refinding his humanity and like coming back from being a machine to find out I'm Murphy. And in the second, this second book is he's got his humanity, but he's trying to hang on to it while OCP and the world around him strip him, strip it from him. And he's trying to sort of stay, stay who he is, stay Murphy. And they try to overwrite him, like in Robocop two, where they overwrite his. Uh, the prime directors and he's got all the he basically becomes like a pr machine for ocp where you can't he like lectures kids on not smoking and stuff like that and it totally fucks him up uh it, it's an interesting like the whole book is really heavy it, i wouldn't say bleak but it's really kind of uh it's quite angry it's the the okay. same satirical vein that moves across the the original film i mean you've got the adverts that run in it uh, the same tone of sort of like the human life is relatively expendable but it's a solid read and I feel it follows up to be honest when I first read it I was a bit so-so about it but upon subsequent reads I've kind of like got to enjoy it more and take it for what it is is it quite sort of nihilistic almost always you look at that period of movies as well and think there was a lot of cocaine about that time wasn't there? yeah god yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean it's uh, it, yeah it's this, there's virtually no kind of like human characters in this which you think they're they're a decent person most of them are absolutely horrible yeah uh and yeah there's a fair bit of like tna in it and there's a lot of the hallmarks that frank miller used in subsequent work that i think he might have taken from robocop was inspired by robocop or robocop was inspired by dark knight i don't know right. it's such yeah. a kind of cross fertilization there it's a really but, interesting area because if you if you look at that 2000 AD documentary, RoboCop was originally drawn with Judge Dredd's helmet. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, I mean, yeah. they I reckon they drew heavily because in the first film you get flat, there's a, an Iron Man comic and a Rom comic, which is essentially oh, right. two men in machines. Yeah, and I think they just took borrowed heavily from Dredd. And when when Stallone was interviewed about the Dread movie, he was asked what it's like. And he said, and I think this was to Richard and Judy, if you can believe it. He said, it's a bit like Robocop. (laughs) 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 Thank you for that. Slight. He's not wrong. (laughs) He's not. Yeah. Not wrong. But yeah, so uh, honestly, if you're a Robocop fan, I feel like picking up. No, I must. I keep meaning to pick this up. And I like Rip's art. I do like it. There's something dangerous about his art, isn't there? There really is mm. something just quite scary. Even the style of it is just everyone's slightly nasty, and you know. I mean, he absolutely goes through the ringer in this Robocop. Like from you see him starting off, and he's relatively kind of like clean. By the end of it, he's just absolutely every little bit of him's mangled up or got bullet holes in it or leaking or bleeding. Yeah, uh, I don't know why he's bleeding blood because he actually doesn't have blood. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> It's uh, yeah, the, God, the level of detail on this. Mm. Who has the franchise at the moment? Is it Boom? Do Boom still have it? 
I don't know. I don't know, actually, no. I don't know. Is there really a calling for Robocop comics at the moment, do we think, or...? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. The, no, the, the the remake was. I keep forgetting the remake happened, even though I saw it. Yeah, in and I I, th- I think yeah. that I think that completely sort of nullified a lot of uh, passion yeah. for the character. I mean, a lot of the passion that comes from the for the character now is the love for that first movie with the documentaries. Yeah. and yeah. you know, well, the, I think the third movie was made for the Japanese market, wasn't it? Really, because yeah, the well, ninja in fly it. a bit as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, and there was a series which was okay. I remember the series being okay. Yeah, you know. I tried to watch those films, but they're fucking tough to get through. You know, they did those sort of special four films that set like 20 years in the future. Have you seen those no, ones? No, it's no, like Dark Justice, and they make like a second Robocop, which is his best mate. And he's got like two guns and like black metal armor. Oh, and no, his, kid, oh, his kid's like grown up and now works for OCP as a lawyer. It's got some interesting premises in it, but it's severely hindered by the budget. Was it animation? It, or? No, live action. Oh, okay. I would give that a go. I didn't know about them. Let's see okay. if I'm out of the uh, I'm out of the Robocop loop. That's it's relatively old. Yeah. Oh, sorry. It's called uh, Prime Directives. Right. Okay. Oh, well, it I've didn't looked. score too heavily on the 4.6 on IMDb. <laughs> but, uh, that's, that's the little area I love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the pocket. The pocket yeah. that Tony loves. You, you feel sorry for these actors because essentially they had this the suit that they made for Peter Willer. And everyone after that had to be jammed into it. <clears throat> and they sort right. of fucked around with the suit to get him to fit in it. Oh, that's such a shame, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, I do like to talk about it all day, but like very similar to Predator, a lot of what can be said about Robocop is said in that first film. And yeah. yeah. He gets his humanity back and then that's it. You can end the film there, like The Matrix. Yeah. It is one of those, yeah. like, if you, if you want more of the same, are comics really the place for that or or if they are have they done it well enough come on then let's let's pose the question which comic you have to cross robocop over with a comic character who do you do come on you must have thought of this dan oh god no i've not really thought about that he kind of got me there yeah uh i'll tell you one thing i've been looking at this to fuel my robocop obsession is he appeared in a mortal combat game oh right okay yeah you can watch the intro sequences where he rocks up and talks to people and it's just really surreal watching <laughs> robocop voiced by peter weller interact with like oh, right. these other video game characters so we put him in a fist of the north star comic or something like that yeah. like, ninja, ninja <laughs> scroll <laughs> yeah any kind of like future crime thing i guess it, it would go down well yeah, or any I'd kind put, of i'd put him in a, a fourth world oh I'd okay. stick him on apocalypse so yeah happens yeah, martial law. We go in there. I guess oh, yeah. you can go in with dread. But, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Terminator is the perfect one, I think. Yeah, I think you're right, man. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. That that yeah. has intrigued me. I do want to read it now. Yeah, I want to try and track yeah, yeah. that down now. After reading it, I was like, that sounds interesting. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. But from the from these sort of like singular characters, um, and so, you know, sort of character franchises to something altogether more epic. And sort of of the times, and and the um, sort of story and franchise that uh, kicked off us talking about potentially doing this yeah. um, episode, and uh, it's Tony's choice, which is Dan. Tell me of your home world. <laughs> it is June. June. Yes. The, 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 it's fucking great because Vince hadn't seen it or read the novel. 
And I mean, I saw it tangentially when I was a kid, like Channel Four late at night. Couldn't didn't have a fucking clue what was going on. Do you know what I mean? That's That's, yeah, yeah. We we, me and Dan like literally know the whole movie. Yeah, I fucking love June. Yeah, I've seen it so many times. Read the book multiple times. Me too, man. I absolutely love it. So, Little Potted History 1965 came out in two bits. I never realised this came out separate um, in Analog Magazine. Won the Hugo in 66 and the Nebula in 66. 2003 was cited as the world's best-selling science fiction novel. It's political. It's action. It's religious. It's messianic. It's pseudo-religious. It's Machiavellian. It's, you know, there's it's just everything is going on in this yeah. book. In this book, um, it just it's it's an absolutely incredible book. It's um, it, it's always it was always the, the argument what's better, Lord of the Rings and and um, and June. And I was I always sided with June. I just found it incredibly intelligent. It's intelligent mm. science fiction, which we've kind of lost. It's all about fucking wizards now. So I don't know. But there you go. Um, so it's, it's a different sequence. genre, though. Like you got fantasy well, and you got sci-fi. I mean, I know, but kids kind of. Yeah, yeah. trouble is like you, well, a lot of just like flying around in spaceships, shooting at each other. I'm not hating on Star Wars because that's what Star Wars is, but kind yeah. of like oh yeah, like yeah, yeah. Hate on Star Wars another episode again. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, five sequels by Frank Herbert. Uh, 1975 was a failed. Well, I don't even know if it was failed. I don't think it ever got made by Alejandro Jodorowsky, which was just it's more of a legend. I think he was trying to create. Yeah. And to be fair, he knew nothing about the fucking book, and I don't really like. He literally Jodor- said he didn't read it. Yeah, yeah. But like from that, a lot of creators were found that went on to do other good stuff yeah exactly that's where they found yeah. uh geiger for alien didn't they yeah yeah and it's there's various interviews that just sound the most bizarre thing you know just went on for years and never got made night roll forward to 1984 when i was 15 um and i just read the first trilogy so june uh june messiah and children of june um and i went and saw it at the cinema and it fucking blew my mind again mm-hmm. and i saw i saw it every week for three weeks and it is, it's a complicated movie. I think it was a bit misunderstood at the time, but I think it's it's come into being more appreciated, I think, s- since then. It's obviously by Lynch, and Lynch is a genius. I don't think it, perhaps he would, would have chosen to make it these days, but it's um, it, it, it's atmospheric. It's, I suppose the best word, if you had to choose one word, it is the most atmospheric movie you're going to see. It is unlike anything else. Um it's uh, in 2000, uh, 2000 it, uh, there was a sci-fi TV series they did, um, the original one, they did the original June series, I think it was th- over three TV movies, and then they did a, a mixture of um, June Messiah and Children of June, and there is a book called Paul, actually, which fills the gap between June and June Messiah, which is worth getting, uh, and now, 2021, we await the release of June by Dennis Villeneuve, um, yeah. me and Dan are very excited, I've bought very figures excited. which are hugely overpriced, Um so, uh, and I know you're a bit of a gamer, um, Vince. It was it's the only board game I've ever played. <laughs> the June really? I want to play the fucking really? June board game. Yeah, it's it's really, and it's I think it's quite expensive. If you try and buy the original one, but it's um they reissued it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looks I watched like a live stream of like these six people who really know what they're doing playing it. It's literally like the book. People backstabbing each other. Yeah, secret alliances, plans within plans. I think this. I think the problem we get with the legend and the you know the narrative of June is people will see it and they go, "Oh, this is going like Game of Thrones, isn't it?" Because it's all different clans and families and you know areas and planets. And no, Martin has admitted fully that he took huge influence from June. And you've got if, even if you just watch the intro um, from 
the, fir- the from the Lynch movie where he's watching all the planets. He's got this sort of it's like an iPad, isn't it? Really, I yeah. He's watching mm. on this iPad. This is Planet Caladan. You know, this is Arrakis, June, and all this sort of thing. And it's like the bit at the start of Game of Thrones where all the cities grow up and it's all different. You know, the, in this sort of yeah. intro scene. So there's a bit like that. There's um, I've got I've still got the three tapes. I got out of the local library the tape of Frank Herbert reading bits of his novel and I taped it on my tape deck and I still own those three tapes. That's how I was sort of obsessed with it. Right, okay. Um, the audio book, I've listened to an audio book and I really liked it. I got something from it yeah. that I didn't get from reading the book. The, the great thing that it does is, and he replicates this in the movie and you get it in the comics as well, is um, you hear what people are thinking. Yeah. It's very clever the way he does it. So there's like almost so like every character has his inner mind. Well, why, why has he got the, he's got the, um, the Imperial conditioning on his forehead and all this sort of thing. You hear them, you hear them thinking about stuff. Yeah. They sort of play it out. Like they, there's so much like insight that like he brings into his characters and you think, well, that makes absolute obvious sense why that character's acting in such a way, because you can literally hear their reasoning and it's absolutely sound. Yeah. Yeah. And Paul is one of the great characters. You know, he he really is. Um, everyone will go, oh, he's Jon Snow, but he's so much different. There's he's he's Muhammad, he's Jesus Christ, he's all these different things. You know, he's this character who will lead people to freedom. There's there's a lot going on. It. I mean, if you read, I don't know whether they'll say this in the movie, but they refer to the Freemans' battle against the Harkonnens as jihad. It's a jihad, yeah, yeah. Which is, so you know, I which is, imagine they will change that. Yeah, yeah. But like, uh, I, I concern me. One of the things they have to say about like is like the the savior thing of like a foreigner coming to this. But that's explained in the books. Like the the Bene Gesserit have the mission yeah. Prativa, where they essentially go down to all these cultures that are found in yeah. the Imperium and seed these ideas. So if ever uh, a Bene Gesserit was found and lost on the planet or couldn't get home, they could work these yeah. myths in their favor and come out on top within these societies. Yeah. And there is, if you go back to the, cause there's now a, I think it's like 12 novels at least written by um, Brian Herbert and, and Anderson. Um, and they, there's something called the Butlerian Jihad, which they, they describe how um, the Freeman made their way to Arrakis. Mm. So it's not quite what you think is. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I know what you're saying though, Dan, people are going to say, Oh, you know, white savior, you know, it's kind of, but it's not that, is it? Because no. he's part of, um, They've kind of like for centuries, Bene Gesserit, who are the sort of witch characters, because um, all machines are outlawed in this world, which is really interesting. Yeah. Apart from on the planet X, where there's rumors they're recreating machines, so robots and stuff, because there was this war, have been outlawed. And so you have human, uh, how it's the, the fur is the um, Mentats. The Mentat, yeah. Um, and they, they are these sort of. They're super- like human computers, aren't they? Human yeah. supercomputers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'll talk about X in a minute, but there's, there's three versions of the comic. There's not many comics about it, really. Um, the first one is the June Marvel Super Special number 36. Now, the Marvel Super Specials were, in the most part, movie adaptions, or they, they did a couple of other things. They did, like, a couple of TV things. There was one, it was famously the one where Kiss, what part of the series where Kiss put their blood into... <laughs> into the, the comics. Yeah, I remember yeah. reading that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and the, um, the names on it, and um, adapted by Ralph Macchio, not that one. Um, <laughs> art, art, art by Bill Sinkovich, um, colours by Christine Steele, letters by Joe Rosen, and edited by Bob Budiaski. Uh, I've sent you a couple of panels just because I just absolutely love it. I think the colours are incredible on it. Um, Lynch had asked for Sinkovich, um, and there's a couple of YouTube videos you can watch where Sinkovich talks about um, 
how entranced he became with Lynch's movie-making style. And he talks about flicking through the channels and coming across... um, it was the day that his wife left him, believe it or not. He said, Bloody the yeah. day my wife left me, I was sat there, I was drinking, and I put the television on, and I kept flicking past this film, and it was a razorhead, and I couldn't stop looking at it, which anyone who's seen a razorhead can appreciate why. Um, and he just goes back, and he just keeps watching it, and keeps watching it, and which was kind of his big breakout, not breakout hit, but it was a, it was where everyone went, fucking hell, who's this dude, Lynch? You know, it's like, it's, it's just a, this sort of strange tinnitus filled movie it's bizarre but <laughs> yeah um and he talks about the dune adaption and then this is for those that maybe saw um sinkevich when he started on maybe moon Knight or something like that when he was kind of a bit of a neil adams you know there was a bit of neil adams going on with him it was a bit straighter than he became and then he went to new mutants didn't he and then we got stuff like electro assassin he's not quite as nuts in this adaption um as he is in um, uh, Electro Assassin or, the, or you know, the Bear Saga in um, New Mutants or anything like that. He's le- less mixed media, would you say, sort of thing? Much, much less. Yeah, much, much less. He does, um, he absolutely captures um, personality in people with sometimes just a few lines, you know, um, just beautifully. There's, I think there's, I sent you a page through where it's a close-up on Paul Atreides and the longer you spend on June, your eyes go very brightly blue which I'm mm. sure people will pick holes in, but because of the spice, the spice gets into you. And there's a beautiful page of a close-up of Paul looking out across the desert and his eyes are like glowing blue. And that's, I mean, that's down to, to Chris, Chris, Christy Steele as well because the, the colours on that are just gorgeous, just mm. absolutely beautiful. Um, I, I, it's, very, it's a very straight adaption. Gotcha. But what he does occasionally... He uses nearly all the nearly all the dialogue in here is the dialogue from the movies. You know, there's every every page you turn around is stuff like you know the sleeper is awoken and God created Arrakis to train the faithful. One cannot go against the word of God and all this sort of thing. Um, but it's occasionally you get very tightly packed pages. And this wasn't just a super special; it was also split up into a three issue miniseries. Marvel did that as well because at the time June was going to be the big thing. It was going to be the next Star Wars. You know, it wasn't. It was you know considered by some people to be a financial failure. I think it's clawed it back now. Um, but he, he it's, one of, those, it's one of those sort of unfair things though isn't it it's like oh this is going to yeah, be the next this where it's, it's completely different yeah yeah flavor so it's, it's going to be like it? it's going to be like star wars like i said that the uh i remember the toys and it's like these are this not appropriate it's not <laughs> what yeah. kids are going to play with this like <laughs> yeah yeah who's going to play with baron the baron harkonnen toy where he pulls yeah. out people's heart plugs and has yeah, his, like, la- his oils lanced on his face yeah, whilst grossly you know? overweight flying pervert (laughs) (laughs) i think i think the problem with june is it's an extremely complicated narrative in the first novel yeah it's they they pack it in as much as they can in the movie and i think for your regular joe public moviegoer they would have trouble realizing what was going on in that movie because it's so tightly packed i mean he does his best and i think it was successful but i think People go along just expecting a popcorn movie. You're going to go, what the fuck was that all about? You know? Yeah. And I think the problem you've then got is you've got to try and then trying to pack that into a comic. Um, and what yeah, I think he does quite a lot. Some. 
I think what yeah. Sinkevich does here is he goes for atmosphere quite a lot. So there's he does pack a lot of pages in. There's a lot of panels on a page, but suddenly, I mean, the first page is the one I sent you, which is it almost looks like a watercolor painting, something that looks maybe out of heavy metal, just with the word June across the page. Yeah, the landscape, sort of, yeah, yeah, with the the two moons and um, you know just just the sand ridges and stuff. And it's really it's a really beautiful thing. It almost looks like you'd buy it you know in an art gallery you know it's like a cheap print you know you'd have in your bathroom it's almost there's that isn't there about mm, it, you yeah know? but after that he goes straight in and he goes straight in and this is the um the irulan princess irulan narrated intro you know the, the you know where it says um the known university room by padishah emperor shaddam the fourth this that bit you know if you yeah. get the um, if you get the original soundtrack this is the first track it's her saying what's going on and i think the studio decided that was what was needed and he does put yeah. that in. He puts that as a single page. So we get that as a single splash. And then we go heavily into, you know, tightly packed, tightly packed story, 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 story. But then occasionally he pulls the camera out and you get Shia Halud, who's the big worm. You get him coming out or you get Baron Harkonnen floating over Jessica, um, Paul's mother and this sort of thing. And it's, 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 it's quite a thing. It really is a beautiful thing. It's quite expensive to buy. I don't think you're going to find a copy, a good copy, much below about 40 quid. I online. tried to track one down and they were like, this is a bit rich for... A, yeah. a curiosity you know i just wanted to kind of read it and stuff but yeah yeah especially i looked when the new film got announced so that's fucking stupid straight away <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah yeah the page of shy Halad bursting out is just proper 3d yeah you, know, you could see you put your 3d glasses on for that man it's just beautiful a lot of these um marvel super specials um they, there's a star trek one star trek the motion picture one i've got there's a dragon slayer one there's all different ones but a lot of them will have a little backup feature with photographs and stuff there's none of that in this one and i get the i get the impression it's because it's very it's a lot longer than the other ones almost gotcha. there's a lot going on um but it is absolutely fucking gorgeous you don't even need to read you've seen the movie you don't need to read it if you've seen the movie because it's all repeated but you can look at sinkevich's stuff it's just beautiful just incredible yeah. I just really love it. Um, and then I've got a couple of other worthy mentions around the June stuff, which um, I've bought recently. Obviously, with this movie, when it's if it's ever going to come out. What is the news on that? Do you know, guys? Or uh, I, was, I thought it was going to come out like when the cinemas open up. I think it is going to get a cinematic release. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Last I read. Yeah, I think it needs it. Yeah. But really it does, does concern me about a sequel. Like, yeah i presume this is uh, is it two halves it's not all of it in one one film yeah i think it is i think it's just the first half isn't it yeah mm. Which where is do you bid where yeah. do you define the half where, where does the story well they the, the graphic novel is like that the new graphic novel um which is um from abrams comics and art um is written by brian herbert and kevin j anderson so they're the two who are doing the sequel novels mm. who are right a lot of these novels come from notes that um frank had written so okay. actually, so genuinely dan and i are on a a facebook group for june fans aren't we and yeah. they, they rag on those novels a lot don't they 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 yeah like lower than the low when you mention those novels <laughs> yeah, yeah. no time they, for them i've read about four or five of them they're slightly formulaic i've got to be honest with you they really are um the new graphic novel is coming it's in like um if you saw on the shelf it looked a bit like a big novel really um it's a nice hardback um, it's ri- it's drawn by Raoul Allen, um, letters by Patricia Martin Martin, and covers covers by Bill Sinkovich. So he's doing the covers on it. It's a little bit pedestrian compared to what we're used to. It's um, 
it reminds me of a sort of graphic novel that you would see out of someone like NBM or someone like that. I know we've talked about it previously. Yeah. It's okay. it's good. It's okay. It's well drawn. Um, everyone looks a little bit. No one really looks ragged or war torn, or everyone looks a bit clean and fresh faced, and it's that style. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I mean, like an the, yeah. Style, the, yeah. The Fremen should be absolutely not yeah. clean and it should be filthy but yeah. Uh, yeah well this one you don't get there because this one ends so this is just book one and it ends at the point where um paul and jessica have escaped from the harkonnen troops who uh, yeah put them in a flyer to kill them and um paul uses the voice doesn't he, he uses the that makes sense voice. to me that's where you would put the half yeah uh, that would be in the first half so they've just got to the siege. They're about to leg it into the siege when the when the worm appears, you know? Um, I mean, you could, if you want to do an Empire cliffhanger, have them being captured and taken off and then end it there. I'm not sure if, how audiences re- would react to that nowadays. Yeah, that's the thing, in it? Yeah. And the uh, graphic novel 2 isn't coming till sp- spring 2022. That seems ages away. It graphic does. novel 2 is called Mardib. So, yeah, it's okay. Um, it, it lacks... I'm going to say edge, but it lacks just that flair that you get with, I got with the original one, but it's probably a book that people who don't know could pick up and read and begin, you know, you know, kids like these days don't want to read novels, do they? (laughs) They can (laughs) read this. Um, And then you would probably get a load out of it. There's Leah Kynes and these sort of people in it. um, The shout out mapes. They don't look how I expected them to look, but that's okay. I don't mind that so much. They they, they haven't lent on Sinkevich to draw this, the spaceship designs and the, the the sand um, miners and stuff are different, but uh, it's okay. It's good. It's all right. I, I liked. I, you know, I'm glad I bought it. So it was a really nice copy. Um, and then spinning out of that is um, the June House of Trades from Boom, which is now up to issue six, which is um, written by Brian Herbert and Kevin J. Anderson again. So they are really owning the June thing, mm. uh, drawn by Dev Pramanik and uh, I think letters by Ed Dukeshire, coloured by Alex Gumares. Uh, and that's um, the that's the story of the prequel novels. So the first prequel novels, I think, are House of Trudy's, House Caledon, House Harkonnen. Um, and they're the three prequel novels that Brian and Kevin Janison wrote from Frank's notes that they found. Gotcha. Um, and I really like it. I really enjoy it. I reread four to six yesterday morning. Um, uh, and it's, it's, it covers, so Duke Leto's a young man. Duke Leto goes to train on the Ix. Um, and there's just different strands that are coming together. So it's it's a different um, emperor because um, the new one hasn't arrived. Gotcha. Because there's it, a whole like backstory between the emperor, uh, uh, Duke Leto, and uh, the Baron. They're fucking yep. like mortal enemies by the That's time right. Duke the starts. Houses. Yeah, June starts. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's incredible. And um, Duncan Idaho's a kid. So if you remember Duncan Idaho's backstory from, I think they talk a lot about it in um god emperor of june i think hmm. is he yeah he's a sort of clone isn't he by that yeah point? he basically the, serves uh, the atreides for fucking hundreds and hundreds of years doesn't he He becomes a hero duncan doesn't he, he dies off yeah. quickly in the first few books but he this this is his story about being a kid and he escapes the harkonnens he's a sort of he's a kid that they hunt in the harkonnens hunt and he escapes and he makes his way to a trade it to um caladan and says i want to see i want to see the duke and that's and that's where I am at the moment on it. It's really good. The art's ex- exceptional. Mm. It, it it manages. It does that thing that the prequel novels do, where it flips between 
planets. So the first bit will be based on Caladan. The next bit will be based on Arrakis. The next bit will be based on Ix. And you know, it's like that. It's, yeah, it does that. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah, really good. And it's got the flavour of Dune for me. It's, you know, I think it's weird that not that much has come out. I think maybe people are nervous about the movie, aren't they? Yeah, I think see how see which way the the kind of wind blows on it because. I don't think any of us can make a prediction on how it's going to do or not. Yeah. yeah. Are people going to go back to the cinemas is, or they're not? Yeah, I don't know. It, it's going to look absolutely stunning. Um, yeah. It's just the adverts look incredible. Dennis fucking yeah. Villeneuve. Yeah. Is like, yeah. But I mean, the thing is like his Blade Runner was absolutely it, in terms of look. I love, I love that man. That's the, that's the bleak that he captured yeah. it. That start yeah, with yeah. Batista at the start. And I'm like, fucking where's yeah. this going, man? So good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, the only thing is, I mean, that didn't necessarily bring loads and loads of people in. So, uh, who's the kid who's playing Paul in the new movie? Um, I know the guy, Timothy, yeah, yeah, Timothy Chalamet. Chalamet yeah. yeah. The only worry I've got with him is, I, and I understand he's a good actor, and he did a Woody Allen movie, and he did Little Women and a few other things, didn't he? But I want to make sure he, you know, he's, he looks like he can have a row because Carl McLachlan is deadly. Yeah, you can tell. Yeah. <laughs> Because he gets brought up to be like he's got all basically all these great traits from all these absolute beasts, yeah. Of like his mums, who's like one of the, the better Bene Gesserits that uh, Caius yeah. Helamoim has ever trained, a star pupil. Yeah. He's got like Gurney Halleck, which is basically like oh, the king of the so king much. of the street yeah. fighters, yeah. Uh, and Duncan Idaho, which is like one of the deadliest swordmasters in the known universe. Yeah, yeah. And he started the project. That's the one thing about the sci-fi channel version is the Gurney Halleck character was that bloke out of Lockstock. Right? Lock, so, all right, Paul, how's it going? Yeah. So, right, like... yeah. <laughs> one thing that I always like about the Dune series is like Paul, cause he's got his prescience and he can kind of see into like the multiple branches of the future. He sees himself being called Murdeeb and being the head of like this fanatical army raging across the universe. So yeah. when he gets asked about his name, they the friend would meet him in the desert and they say what should we call you like your your kind of like your name of manhood and and he knows that moadib is the name that he can't fucking use so he goes yeah what's the name of those fucking little mouses that jump around he says what's the like, shadow in the third moon or something, yeah, like, like, yeah, that, yeah that's moadib you're like fuck no, that's, isn't that usul isn't it no they call him usul because it like it that's all oh, right reason that he it gets called paul moadib doesn't he and it's like oh fucking hell because oh, he, he keeps movie. trying to i love it so yeah much. He, he keeps trying to stave off this interstellar jihad that he knows he's he's trying yeah. to avoid but yeah. <laughs> we have we have worms on the like of which god has never seen fucking hell the chills man i love that movie so much yeah. Yeah, and yeah. the the comics are good, man. It's, it's one of those things that hasn't, unlike yours, V. It, no one's like bummed it to death. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like Predator comics. If you say Predator comics in a comic shop, everyone goes, "Oh, fucking hell." Do you, you, do know? you it's, think it's because it's it's a story rather than the character, though? Do you think it's because it's building on, on like a, a universe rather than it's not? Like the, it's, it's not the Paul Atreides. You're not going to see Paul Atreides versus Robocop. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. but it's the one as well. People ain't prepared to take the time to learn about it. I mean, I've been reading about June all my life, and I, you know, me and the same as Dan, and we've read the novel multiple times. We we mm. can quote it, but you look at the writers these days; they can't be bothered to go do that, can they? Yeah. Even spend nine hours listening to the fucking talk book they can't be bothered i'd be to do, fucking you know? worried about writing a june book because the yeah. fucking fans would come after you for not for getting something slightly wrong or yeah not yeah. doing it justice exactly yeah but if totally. you did like a predator or robocop one i'd be like yeah it's all right it would yeah. Just, 
Yeah. 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 But I recommend these. I recommend um, House of Trades is brilliant. Absolutely loving it, guys. Okay. I'll probably I think be you grabbing do that probably then. need a basis in June to appreciate it. But then again, it is the most popular science fiction novel of all time that doesn't include wizards. So, do you know what I mean? So, you'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's interesting. I wonder in the new film, just we're talking about the film briefly, is they, they add in the, the weirding modules because they didn't want them to be doing kung fu martial arts on the on in the sand, did they? Yeah, that's yeah. what his kind of thing was. So the they kind of weird one, yeah, yeah, that's fine. I've not got a problem. But I just wonder if they're going to do that in the new films or not. Yeah, yeah, which is why I think Chalamet needs to stand up, show what he can do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because he's a Cause few, it, made... it was made a few years ago now, and he he weren't you know he was young, wasn't he? I know he's meant to be a kid, but you know, because in that like everyone's got like these shields, so using guns is completely pointless. Yeah, so like knife fighting and. Isn't Duncan Idaho Aquaman? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. It's, he's good. Uh, he's a good choice for that. Mm, I think. What's his name? What's the fucking actor's name? Jason Momoa. Yeah. That's it. Because yeah. he's charismatic, yeah. isn't he? So yeah, he's good, yeah. man. He's good. Yeah. I mean, I bet he's holding out for when they get to the, like the fourth movie and he can fucking come into his own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all the uh, character actors they've got in to do the various parts. I'm like, yeah, loving all this. Yeah. The Lady Jessica this. choice. I really liked her. I thought yeah. she was cracking. She's a yeah. great actress. Yeah. Does yeah. Oscar Isaac play the father? Yeah, plays two leads in the Yeah, spoilers, he's not about for long. <laughs> no, no. And he got but, but he's very likeable. Is... I think Oscar yeah. Isaac's very likeable. And I think that's what, that's what you need yeah. for that character, isn't it? Is you've got to be like, oh. Part of the V's character is like, we just need the most rat-faced-looking fucking actor. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Going. yeah. He's, um, he's in Alien 4 as well, isn't he, the geezer who plays that? He's in a load of sci-fi movies, isn't he? Um, What's he plays cat? Peter DeVee's in the the, the oh the original oh the original it's uh, oh he was played Worm, well. he played oh, Worm oh Brad Brad Dourif yeah, yeah one of my favourite yeah. actors yeah the voice Fantastic of Chucky actor. for anyone that yeah oh, was, okay yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, absolute legend and Oscar nominated for One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest so there you go oh nice ah, there cool. you go yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah he's a hell of an actor yeah. he's amazing in Deadwood as well man he's yeah. great God yeah. yeah so good um. Yeah, so what? <laughs> those were our little. See, we could have talked about this all night. Oh, mate, like, I told you, me and Dan were girl from one yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and keep I'm the We're raining it in. Yeah, yeah we are. I could just yeah. go on and on and yeah. on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but what are your favourite or not so favourite sort of a uh, comic movie? Uh, it's not a comic movie adaption, really, is it? Is I, I guess it's a a movie to a comic That's yeah a movie to yeah, a comic yeah, a continuation a yeah 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 um what are your favorites and i keep the conversation going whether it be on the the twitter thread or the um, facebook posts but we want to hear about them so definitely get in touch because i mean like i say most sort of um most of these existing franchises and stuff aren't for me but you never know i'm willing to take a punt and if there's a good one then yeah do you think you're turned off more than you're turned on these days guys for it's a movie oh yeah. look at that movie adaptation. Yeah. 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 yeah yeah i think yeah. i am I, yeah. I think also the fact that like when it's a movie adaption in the comics there, there's so many comics about that um there's just no effort put into the promotion of it it's uh, it, yeah. there, there's no sort of like this is coming out check out this comic book you know, the, the, this is a must read. Do you know when I mean? was the last big hit? Do you think that was a comic from a movie? I can't even think, guys. I'm not even sure. But didn't the Star Wars one do well on the 
Force Awakens. I think that did when it went to Marvel. Yeah, that did yeah. do well, didn't it? Yeah, I think yeah. it did really well. I think was it Vader down? Was that that Darth? I don't read Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. But you know, they had the they had the Disney money to go into that, and plus they also put an awful lot of those comic books into like um, shit. I've forgotten the name of it. What's oh, the Luke, Luke Crates. Luke Crates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the name yeah. escaped me then. So that's why they got trillions of <laughs> copies sold. But yeah. Yeah, if you, yeah, if I tell you what, if you like them, fucking just buy it. More power too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm more than happy to pick up a, a movie adaptation if someone says that's really good and worth checking out. Yeah, and you know why? Because comics are the best. Yeah, I, yeah. I would, I would like <laughs> to see a little bit of um, canonization sometimes, because um, j- just for the fact, you know, sometimes it's just a little bit of a sprinkling for the fans, and I know they they do it with certain like, I mean, if you take. The Mandalorian series, um, and they sprinkled in characters that were in the animated shows, and people yeah. were like, "Oh my god, that means that that existed." It'd be nice to see if, like, you know, there was a little. Yeah, it, that, it, that's interesting to make it all one story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think didn't they try that with Doctor Who at one point? I got a feeling like some of the comics, the comics were canon, and yeah. I got a feeling that the Big Finish audio became canon as well. Yeah, oh, gosh, yeah. yeah. yeah the Big Finish yeah. is definitely canon, isn't For it? me, it's all all about fucking canon. It's got to yeah, be... Me too. I'm not interested if it doesn't affect it in any way, you know. Yeah, yeah. if it doesn't affect it in any way, and then the other thing is we are banged this fucking drum so much. If it's just oh, two fingers, it's going to be like a fresh story, whatever. So don't bother then. Yeah. Write something else. Yeah. 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 In terms of like an adaption, uh, you know, I'm more interested in you know, a story of that pilot from one of the X wings that took part in in the final fight. Then I actually yeah, you am can in the do that, fight. Can't you? Yeah, 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 that's yeah. easy to do. Yeah, yeah. So I the mean, same to, things to happen. If, you just see it from that perspective, which was a yeah, small I mean, comic that Daniel. Hit, they can do that. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. I uh, watched a bit of with Sun. Like, there's a new series on uh, Disney Plus called The Bad Batch, and it's from Star Wars, and it deals with like. Uh, a series of like stormtroopers. Oh yes, yeah, the clone troop, a bunch yeah. of clone troopers, isn't it? Yeah. But they they don't kind of follow the orders and kind of go off on their own. But there's a oh. character in that who who's like appears as a young Jedi and then goes on to like appear in that uh, cartoon Rebels, which my son also enjoyed back in the day. Mm. But so the, Freddie Prince Junior does the voice. Of he's the a fucking, he's a fucking brilliant voice actor. But uh, <laughs> he doesn't change his voice that much for when he gets introduced as a character as a, a child as a child so he's got the so same was, still, still got a deep like voice half watching it like when my son's watching it and like they say oh what's your name he's like hey i'm, I'm, I'm my name's so and so i'm like what what the hell was that <laughs> if, I, if i was freddie prince jr and they said to me oh you haven't made many movies you're just doing voice acting work and your voice sounds funny in that film i'd say yeah but i got to bang sarah michelle geller for all those years didn't i yeah beats that and then yeah. well he's still married it. to her isn't he is he yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're married. Good on him. Good on him. Andy, Andy was a writer for um, WWE for many years. He wasn't, was he? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean a writer? What, is it all made up? Don't ruin it for me. Oh, sorry. Uh, <clears throat> let, let's change the subject. <laughs> let's, let's forget he appeared in the film Wing Commander. Which, oh, oh yes. the classic Wing Commander. Classic. Um, series of games which I loved in the film did absolutely no justice to yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like speaking of doing some justice, let's um, do some justice to the shout outs this week. So um, yes. what have we got, gents? Fire up the notes. Got a few. Um, I'd like to thank Barry John Sullivan for spanning us not once, but three times on the 
Awesome Comics uh, Twitter account trying to sell his copy of Spider-Man Unlimited issue one. Maximum Carnage begins. Thanks, Barry. Good luck with that, Barry. Yeah, I like you, you. You replied with some gif that who's that? That is it. That is he a basketball player? Just going, what the fuck is that? You know? Yeah. <laughs> so it looks at the camera and all the question marks. It's like the stuff. best gif ever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, where'd this come from? <laughs> If um, I've got a few, a couple, two more quick ones. If you've got a comic that you have tried to get published and haven't managed to, then why don't you go to at Flops Comics? Yes, that's real. F L O P S Comics on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, he's, there's a dude who's, who's come out recently. I don't. Know, his name's Alan. I can't vouch for him. I don't know how. You know if he's doing if he's doing the right thing or the wrong thing. But he is. He seems very polite and very friendly and very enthusiastic. And he's looking. He won't. He won't pay you, but he is looking to publish. He's going to kickstart soon. Publish those stories that maybe just didn't make it into an anthology you wanted to put it into, or you never got it made, and you know that sort of thing. I think he's probably looking for short stories. Um, so it's Flops Comics on Instagram and Twitter. Have a look at that. And a big thanks to Sean Gabrin who uh, did a brilliant landing of a story. We won't ruin it, but Let's All Die issue four. I think is about to hit Comicsology. Yeah. Fucking hell, that's a good ending. Yeah, I think the whole series is really good. I really yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. That's the kind of comics I want to read. Me too, man. Yeah. 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 So he's basically taken a movie cliche and just put it in a comic and turned it into something absolutely fresh, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, played with it, done it. Yeah, done it good. Yeah. Yeah. Works really well. And we're, we're big fans and friends with Sean. And he's go back and listen to his episode because he's a top dude. Yeah. And he's been at a comic convention last couple of days. I sent him a message saying, fucking, you're lucky. <laughs> he's been to like an outdoor comic convention. Well, Bloody it, hell, okay. It, it's, start, it's starting to happen, slowly but surely. Hopefully yeah. everyone's being safe and, and sensible. But, you know, marts, shops, conventions, you know. Fingers yeah. crossed. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, Dan, do you have any shout-outs? Yeah, I'm going to give a shout-out to uh, Mike Garley's Sam, Samuel Slasher collection. This one's uh, really battling the odds. We've got seven days when you listen to this, and we've got we've got a bit of a way to go. So if you're considering backing it, I would get your pledge in ASAP. Yeah. Uh, it, it's tough sometimes when you you. you it's got about a week pro- to go, isn't it? I think. Yeah. Is that right. Yeah. 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 You put these projects out, and you you, you don't know how it's going to go, and if it doesn't go according to plan, it can be quite demoralising. But I don't think. It's a, a fantastic comic. Didn't work, but yeah, if it doesn't work, you know, there's not. It's not because of the quality of the comic these days. Look no. at some of the shit that's on there. No. Do you know what I mean? No, oh, I think God, it is a quality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some great stuff in that book. The um, I reviewed some of it years ago, and there's yeah. some, there's some really different kind of stories in there, and it's worth a look. Yeah. Sometimes it could just be the wrong time, and when's the right time? I don't know. But sometimes exactly. it could be the wrong time, and you, yeah. that saying you can do everything right and still lose. Mm. And yeah. sometimes that's what it is. Mm. And it, it's the, it's the wrong time for my shout out because um, it might may come uh, during my recommendation. Oh, okay. okay. Mm. <laughs> Speaking of which, um, what? Go on, MV. Don't ruin it. You go first. Go I don't have a recommendation. Okay. So you, you don't have one. No, I've been reading. <laughs> I've been reading Viz all week. <laughs> <laughs> if, does everyone have this? Like. Uh, comic readers like by the side of your bed you have a pile of comics and graphic novels yeah. you've read <laughs> they just piles up until the missus yeah. says yeah. Yeah. Get out of the way yeah I, I've got a, I've got a few um, I even um, I, I picked up a couple of indie comics on Comicsology this week that you know there's a to read pile to the left to the right of me just, just everywhere at the moment and stuck then, in the middle yeah I'm just stuck in the middle with uh, oh you so what uh, are you stuck in the middle with come on give us that 
<laughs> um, but but however, um, what I did get a chance to check out this week was sent through by the wonderful champ that is James Lawrence. Um, yes, it is his his next collection, which is coming to Kickstarter. I'm gonna, this is my shout out that I'm going to blend into a recommend. Nice. Um, Yes, it's coming to Kickstart on June the 1st. This is the La Mariposa, the legend of La Mariposa, The Climb and Other Stories, um, which um, there's a big hubbub about uh, and everyone's excited about it, as well they should be, because that character and these stories are fucking awesome. You just check it, check it out. Basically, this book is... Um, for those who don't know, La Mariposa is basically... Yeah, uh, re- it's sort of it's a wrestling comic, but part adventure. And there's sort of like there's demons, there's there's magic, there's suplexes, there's crazy characters, wonderful designs, just so much kinetic action, lots of laughs as well. And um, it's just well worth your time. I mean, I know it was originally it was a web comic, the Demon Gauntlet, which um, which is original Kickstarter book, sitting proudly on my shelf. Back there, he was, he was a guest in like the first year, wasn't he? Is that right? I think second year, wasn't it? Yeah, oh, was it? Okay, yeah, right. it could be. What are years yeah. anymore? Um, yeah. and we spoke to him last time we were at Thought Bubble as well, and he had the, had right. the book yeah. out there as well. Um, but and basically, even before he did that that collection, he did some like mini comics, sort of in, when he was doing the web comic, um, which was like full color and he was putting pages up, and in between the chapters, or I mean, Dan, much like you, sort of like in between an issue, um, he sort of worked on some other bits, and he, he did some mini comics, like little black and white sort of mini comics that he sort of produced and he, he printed, and and he would have them at his table. If you if you um, ever went to sort of James's table at a convention, they were like, I mean, I I've already got the the three mini comics because I, I just wanted the collection, uh, but now he's he's put those mini comics together in full color. Um, a proper print debut. Um, this one has those three main main stories in there. Um, there's also a bunch of like sort of sh- shorter sort of bits that um, he drew for like different um, different events and all kinds of stuff. As he says in the introduction, because he was bored, um, which is a wonderful thing to do if you're bored. Draw the character you love uh, love working on. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's three fantastic tales in this, and. Um, I, I don't want to spoil it for you, but there's like there's there's sort of there's spirits, there's monsters, that there's la chupacabras, there's um, amazing sort of wrestling moves. There's a super kick, um, which is a splash page, which I absolutely love because it is someone literally getting kicked out of all of their clothes. <laughs> <laughs> we, we we have the sort of like oh so kicking someone straight out of their their shoes but like the <laughs> she is literally kicking someone and it's just a load of clothes in the air and you can just see the the feet of the person on the edge of the, the edge of the page it's just it's beautifully done it's it's great um it, i mean i say it's it's great for for kids would love this as well um it's a wonderful character um very well thought out um, if you're new to the character, this is this is the perfect time to get this, and then pick up the main book as well. Um, I don't know whether um, we're going to see more La Mariposa. I, I think so. I know James has has got, got lots of sort of things on the go, um, but th- this is well worth your time. So get on the Kickstarter. I mean, he very kindly 
sent sent through this this to us, um, um, which was very nice of him. Some, yeah. some people don't have to do that before Kickstarter even comes out. But I will I will be pledging to get the because I just want a print book. I'm a, I'm a print nerd. Do you know what I mean? I need to complete yeah. my collection. And this is like 124 pages as well. This is nothing to be sniffed at. <laughs> you know, he's actually taken the time to go into those old books, added colours, and just he's made it a, a collection that is worth your worth your time and money. There'll be all I'm sure there'll be all kinds of other stuff on the campaign as well, because the dude knows what he's doing. Um plus just every page is a joy. And he knows how to do a fight. Do you know what I mean? For for a book yeah. that's about a character that is a wrestler. You want to see wrestling moves. You want to see like pages of just people pummeling each other, which happens. There's there's a wonderful page between. Um, it's almost like a <laughs> there's three characters sort of fighting at, at the time. It's La Mariposa. There's a, there's a creature and a goat getting involved. You got to read it to see what it's all about. But it is just a it's a sixteen panel page, which is just punches, kicks, <laughs> just. <laughs> Someone gets head butted, and it's just got the word butt. Then when they get head butted, <laughs> head butted again, it says butt to the buttoning. Um, <laughs> and then they're, then they're on the third head butt, it's butt three, revenge of the butt. And all of this happens on one page, amongst other other things. Um, yeah, if you haven't checked out the, these books, like I say, like we spoke to James uh, a while ago about La Mariposa. Now's the time to get on it. It is, um, and there's some wonderful prints and sort of pinups in there as well. Um, and if you like um, Luchadors and uh, Tony's got a wrestling mask that he, I have, that, yeah. he that he says I did quite like that mask now. Yeah, he said he he said it was a Zoom filter, but it's actually a wrestling mask. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, and, and that's just a great aesthetic, anyway, isn't it? Those Mex- Mexican wrestlers, they are cool, those, aren't they? yeah, yeah they are. when when Mignola did it uh, yeah. in uh, Hellboy, it's fucking brilliant. I love it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because there's a certain sort of super superhero like quality and like. Fantastical quality to those sort of characters, anyway, isn't there? Dan draws so, a mean one as well. Yeah. Like oh, oh yeah, of course, yeah. So Good um, El Marvo, exactly, indeed. indeed. Um, so definitely check this out. You can sign up to the kick. I mean, sign up to a Kickstarter so you're notified. Is all the rage now, isn't it? Yeah, that's coolness. So we'll put put the link in the show notes. But yeah, love this character, and um, I'm actually going back to the Kickstarter to see if there's any other goodies I can get. Along with the book, oh, I'm, nice one, yeah. I'm, I'm a sucker. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I don't think there will be, but I'm a sucker for a t-shirt, man. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I like t-shirts. I'm not fussed about badges anymore, but I do like the odd t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I need more black t-shirts in my life. Yeah, that's what I need. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's mine. Okay, who would like to go next? Oh, it's not going to be Dan because he's been reading Viz all week. Um, yeah, which is no bad thing. But Tony, what's no. yours? Uh, mine's a quick one. Um, yeah. So it's a recommendation. As you all know, I've been quite critical of autobiographical comics in recent years. Um, no. I think, yeah, so I think probably all three of us have had our little moments with them. Um, they can, let's just say, in general terms, come across as a little bit self-indulgent, Fair perhaps enough, yeah. even veering into a little bit of attention-seeking. And call me old-fashioned, um, I do like something to happen in the story. Um, doesn't have to be a fist fight. Doesn't have to be a car chase. Um, just something with a little bit of meaning somewhere. Something that is interesting. I don't really care what you have for breakfast, or you know that you can't get out of bed. It doesn't bother me. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to read it for that reason. But there is another skill involved in autobiographical comics, and I think this is something that is exhibited by this comic I'm going to talk about. And it's about putting yourself out there on a page, creating something that is 
taken from within and put on a comic page. The translation of what's that Francis Bacon quote about art oh, is the translation of one thing into another, and you know whether it be an emotion or a color or a, a mood into something. And I think there's a lot to be said about doing that creatively and originally. And I think and what this person does, um, he manages to put the human condition on the page and I think that done convincingly and I'm not always convinced by autobiographical comics because I think people just put what they want you to see sometimes yeah. you know I think this this is this does this well um, and this is so I'm doing King Cat comics uh, so it's the King Cat comics and stories from John Porcelino uh, how do you say it Porcelino um, I was Put onto this by or well, combination of things really. I was putting this this by um, Tom Stewart um, and a couple of interviews he did, and he's he's been talking to me. And they're they're a series of mini mini comics. Um, they're like an like an anthology, a collection done by one person. I bought a big box of them. I bought I think issue seventy to issue eighty sort of thing. Um, they're five dollars each, black and white. Um, they remind me. I tell you who they remind me of. Even though this dude is American, I think he's American. I don't think he's Canadian. Uh, is uh, Elizabeth Queerstrit, who I kind of like. No, I think yeah. if if there's ever yeah. a person who puts a lot of personality and uh, a lot of a lot of you know, I, I love really reading Elizabeth. They're not always the most rendered pages, you know. But there's a lot of personality. There's a lot of meaning. And there's a lot of um, humour and you know quirk on it. And I, I really like the stuff. And it's maybe something by Simon Morton, who I'm also a fan of over here, who um, manages to communicate things through art with not a huge amount of lines sometimes, but he manages to communicate stuff that is what comics is about for me. Um, as I say, John has done about 80 of these. They're a collection of different things. They're at A5. Um, there's a bit of, there's a few text pieces in there. Um, there's um, sort of strips about what's happening to him and what what he's done, and um, there's um, there's even like little bits of poetry. Um, there's book, movie, and music recommendations. Everyone has this sort of um, it's a sort of section that is just about top of the forty. It's called, and it's just things he's he's listened to or things he's watched or things he's read. And you know, I was looking through, and think, oh, that's interesting. I didn't know about that. And, you know, I've never thought of cons- I've never considered listening to a Waylon Jennings album, but you know, <laughs> I kind of like this dude, so I'm gonna, it might push me to do it. There's a lot of talk about nature in it. Um, is uh, yeah, there's even a bit of bird spotting in it, which obviously I'm now a big bird spotter, as I've told you. I've yeah, got oh, yeah, yeah, now. Um, yeah, it's really good. Um, he does. I think fans of graphics, I think it is, do like a collection of them. Um, but yeah, they're just cool little things. The sort of thing that we should be seeing more of over here. I think this we kind of kind of forget this a bit now. It all seems to be web comics now. But just low key, make these comics, make a little collection, talk about talk about what's going on, talk about something meaningful, talk about you know, show us your art, show us your thought process, show us about what's going on, talk about comics, talk about music, talk about movies. It's good stuff. And uh, there's a whole big section in this one in issue eighty about dreams he's had, and it's it's on it. It's totally and utterly honest, and it's really interesting to me. I just sort of uh, yeah, it's good. Um, yeah, so it's uh, John Porcelino. I'm trying to find a website for you, but I can't. So I'll put we it. In will, we shall put it in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. one. Cheers, dude. Lovely. So nice there, one. There you go, folks. Um, where has the time gone? Um, yeah, that's what happens. By. Yeah, that's what happens when we talk about. I mean, we we sort of um, we geeked out a little bit talking about some things that are, that are near and dear to us because every single one of those comic franchises we talked about those movies are oh i love them they are part of our lifeblood oh so. fucking what, there was that picture going around this week of like what was on at the cinema and it was like 
Predator, Full Metal Jacket, yeah. Lost Boys, and something else. Like, man, that was a golden age. What do we get now? Fucking Maze Runner or something, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> uh, shout out it's, to all you Maze Runner fans out there. We could go on and on, but it's like, it just, it's like Cinema becomes a product now. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 And now things are just rebooted. Oh, my God. <laughs> we get a fucking, well, I'm going to go on, that army of the dead. Uh, what a load of nonsense. That was just. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, boring. Uh, well, okay, right. We're not going to discuss. We're not going to go into the film here. But that was interesting. You said there because you said what a load of nonsense, and I thought, well, what did you expect? And then you said boring, and I was like, oh, that's that's the cardinal sin. That's the biggest something. damnation of all, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. 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 Anything, just don't be boring. Yeah, yeah. an over the top yeah. zombie film set in Las Vegas, and it's called boring. Directed by Zack Snyder, and it's boring. I don't know how. <laughs> I haven't watched it yet. I haven't got Netflix where I am, but I'll watch it when I get home. This cut is two and a half hours long. Just cut an hour down. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Are there any Icelandic ladies singing in it that I can watch? Sadly, no. No, no. no. And and there won't be any uh, slow motion uh, hot dogs moving through the air. Is there any uh, Yard Ding Dong in it? Have have you seen the film uh, Aliens? Sorry. Have you seen the film Aliens? Because there's large portions of the film Aliens in that film. I've heard there's a bit where they get in the lift and the music's playing or something. Like yeah, that. there's bits like, oh no, they've they've left us behind. Oh no, there they are. Like stuff like <laughs> that. You're like, oh, I've seen that in a film before. <laughs> You'd be like that all the way through. Do you know what, I, I, I do mean... like Batista though. I like him. Yeah, I like him. Yeah. yeah. There's I'm... lots of the about the film I like. I like the concept. I like the actors. I like the action. I like everything about it. But it's just, oh yeah. God. I, I watched um, the, the film Psycho Goreman the other day. Oh yeah, what was that like? And do you know what? I really, I, I like the um, director because they did that film, The Void, that I really liked. I yeah. really, yeah. Wa- I really wanted to like it more than I did. And it's purely yeah. down to and the main sort of character who is like you know a, a earth destroying villain is really well done. <laughs> Like, like they've got the, that on point. The dialogue he speaks. Um, it's just unfortunate that, that the <laughs> in the kids in it, the main girl is so annoying, <laughs> so oh, annoying man. to the point of like you hate them. Do you know what I mean? She's so why tough. I've with... made a movie about myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so tough with fucking like kid actors. Yeah, it's yeah. just yeah. But they, but it's it's, it's not so much a. Uh, like a, it's not like an annoying actor playing a nice role. The role is written to be just an absolute bastard as well. So you kind of, I don't know, I don't know. I, I, I like it for all the like the crazy sort of over the top visual effects and stuff. But it's worth checking out, people. If you if you want to check it out, check it out. But I was like, I don't know how to feel about this. There's parts that I like, and and yet why why am I upset by some of it? <laughs> But we hope you weren't upset about this episode. If you were, you can email us. See, that was smooth, wasn't it? Um, yeah, several different ways you can get in uh, touch with us to talk about comics. Look, Tony, just don't interrupt me now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for him to say something. What do you say? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, in all seriousness, though, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> get in touch with us. Um, you can email us awesomecomicpod at gmail.com follow us on twitter at the awesome pod um, on facebook there's facebook.com slash awesomecomicspodcast and join the community group awesome comics talk if you're an actual real person who wants to talk to real comic book people about cool cool stuff um, pl- please join um, because Tom's you're welcome been on the warpath this week isn't he 
Yeah. 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 He takes no shit. Our lovely mod, Tom Curry. Takes zero shit. He, yeah. He, he takes zero shit and gives zero fucks. That's what yeah. Tom I Curry I had to is. knock back a, a Kickstarter post that was just the worst. It was like a, a bl- blank white graphic with the words five days. And it was like, oh, five days till this Kickstarter launch. It's like, well, what's that? <laughs> what's that? <laughs> the indignation in your voice, Dan. Yeah. yeah, it's just, what does this tell me? <laughs> um, but seriously, they join that group because there's, there's a fantastic group of people talking about comic art and, you know, the, the conversation... Uh, of this episode we'll probably keep going in in the, in the thread as well so get involved thank you for listening to us uh, whether it's on the website awesomecomics.podbean.com if you listen to us on apple podcasts apple podcast podcast so listen Prod- to that uh, yeah it's, it's that time of night uh the coffee's wearing off um if you listen to us on apple podcasts subscribe and leave a review it helps get the word out about the show more more people and if you if you're a new listener to the show by the way welcome yeah Thank you yes. very much. Numbers yeah. have been going up, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank, thank you very much um, for sticking with this this nonsensical stuff <laughs> that we like to entertain you with every week. Whether you listen to us on Apple Podcasts or other networks like Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher, Podnose, Podknife. What other networks are we on, Tony? We're in Pod. The slow knob enters the bum. <laughs> look to that place where you dare not look. Exactly. You staring back at you. That meme yeah. I sent you in a week has got a picture of a glory hole with. Carl McLaughlin's face being pushed through. <laughs> God, he's got he's got like a smile on his face, like <laughs> he's a killer. I mean, yeah. every <laughs> right, every day, the stuff that I get sent on that WhatsApp group is brilliant. Yeah, but but the the one that will always make me laugh. I mean, most of it makes me laugh, but the one that will always make me laugh, no matter how many times he posts it, is Dan, Dan's meme of this crazy, this weird thing. It oh says, yeah, what is that? every every yeah. day we stray further. <laughs> God. Yeah. What does it say, Dan? Every, uh, every day we stray further from God. Yeah, um, like that. It, it's like a kind of plasticine pigeon. <laughs> and like when when Tony posts up something really just like bloody hell, and like you put that image up as a response, and it just makes me laugh every time. Yes, yeah, every day we stray further, further from God. <laughs> the uh, one I did it to a response to this was a poster that had been. Uh, put up like a, a a4 poster that someone had printed out and put it in the lift and it went do not click buttons with genitalia cameras right, right. watching it was I the university was a... of alabama <laughs> i thought it was the one which was the where the hearse had been in a car crash and the the uh the coffin had fallen out the back at the back window and someone had said that's the second car crash my dad's been involved in this week <laughs> Um, but seriously stay stay tuned to the show because you'll get more quality content like this on a weekly basis (laughs) (laughs) but seriously folks thank you very much for listening where can people find us online etc Tony neverironanything.com Dan Butcher Uh, I've just finished the latest issue of Vanguard so you can read it on there or read it on uh, Comic House which should be uploaded this week or alternatively my patron I'm actually scripting a video to go up this week about incorporating 3d into your comics it's a tough one there's a couple of technical challenges of how am i going to film myself doing the 3d to to show you but it's it's a challenge i readily accept 
you heard you it give the, you give yeah. them what they want on your yeah. patreon there's no slacking on yours babes yeah yeah i mean dude i i, I long for some of those those comedic videos that you did on your patreon one well, point <laughs> of the camera and wink oh, i used to like them the, the... oh i have to add that back in yeah, yeah it, is the video of you still like knocking over the computer and just kicking it loads of times? Yes, it, it's all still on there. I can oh, send you the so, channel. Yeah, oh, it's good. just yeah, it's so good, so good, and well worth the patron. You can find me online at Jester Diablo on Twitter and Instagram. And once again, thank you very much for checking us out this week. Um, come back same time next week because it's a weekly show, and that's what we do. Um, but in, until then have a brilliant week thank you very much for listening no matter where you are we hope you're safe healthy and well and we all love you even tony no matter what he says <sighs> see that's love <laughs> <laughs> i'll tell you what we almost fucked up why we nearly forgot that there's the drinking draw this friday oh, oh. nicely done good save <laughs> tom tom we want to say you. first tom tom's listening going they've not said it they we're, we're sorry we're yeah. sorry yeah we yes. start off with the yeah yeah, three point apology by first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we seriously. If, yeah, if you enjoyed this episode, then this Friday, what's the date this Friday? <laughs> this Friday, Vince, it will be the twenty eighth of May. 28th, the twenty eighth of May, uh, seven thirty UK time. Um, but from wherever you are in the world, if you can get the, the time zones lined up, you everyone is welcome to join us for the monthly drink and draw. Um, hosted by uh, T- Tom Curry at this chucklehead on Twitter. Get in touch with him. He, he sends out, I mean, on the Awesome Comics Talk group, there's also a link yep. there as well. Everyone is welcome. It's literally just joining up with a lot of like minded people, just talk about comics, just chill out, and it's a great social event. So, you know, it's lots of fun. You don't even have to talk much. Most yeah. of the time that I'm there, want- I don't really say that much because I'm too busy drawing. And it'll just be us this time. Yeah, just. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's code for everyone who was there. They know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we might be talking June again, Tony. Yeah. We'll go so, well. Oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. It, and if you are um, new new to the drink and draw, say hello because we'll welcome every everyone. Yeah, come um, along. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you'll like it. Yeah. yeah. So hope to see you there. And uh, once again, Tom, from all of us, we're sorry we almost forgot it. Well done, Dan. Um, <laughs> so thank you for listening, everyone. Have a brilliant week. We hope to see you on Friday. But if not, we'll catch you back here, the same bat time, the same bat channel, with a load more sort of comic talk. Yes. So from Dan, Tony and myself, have a brilliant week. Read loads of comics. And what should they do, guys? Stay awesome. Stay awesome. <laughs> well, I was almost yeah. there. <laughs> Where's the light considering you light in the middle of nowhere, Tony? I know. In the windmill. Yeah. It hasn't stopped raining yet. No, no, Tony, don't put your head out the window. Don't put your head out the window. No, no, no. Oh, he's gone. <laughs> Windy Miller. Is, is there a fucking sign that says, like, don't try and hold on to the windmill? Because I can imagine some Wally. Yeah, it doesn't go around, Sabby. I'd love to oh, say it would go around. Yeah, but it doesn't. Yeah. 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 I might try and grab it later, do like a, yeah, Buster Keaton thing. Yeah. yeah he's talking about the windmill, by the way. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Bye. See ya. <laughs>